This is Gentleman's Inquiry. We're gonna ask the questions you don't wanna answer. We're gonna make you laugh at things like dicks and cans. We're gonna spit some news. We're gonna talk some crime. Now let me hear you say it just one more time. Gentleman's Inquiry is here to stay. Always being funny till the end of these days. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the show. And give it up for these boys that you already know. All right, guys. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Petey. Um, I just wanted to start off a little different, making a quick announcement off the top, a little introduction section here, and then uh, we'll jump right into the show. Um, this this episode's a little bit different than normal in the fact that I ran it as more of a uh, more of an interview style show, but I mean it was still pretty loose, and and we just chit chatted and shit. Uh, so anyway. Um, it breaks away from some of the traditional ginseng shit, but all in all, uh, it was a really fun interview, and I think it's uh, it's got some cool information for everybody in it. Um, if you've never really looked into the world or even thought about the world like most of us of uh, setting up shows and stuff, or even trying to get a business going around starting shows, especially in a place like the Midwest where we don't have a whole lot of... Uh, you know, that kind of in- industry just sticking around here. A lot of it's on the coast, so it's pretty tough to get a good go going of, it, of that uh, sort of industry. So um, if you've ever been just kind of wondering what that's like, this interview kind of gives you a, a little look inside of what all that is about. Um, so the the main reason, though, that I wanted to do this introduction is Andy's got a couple of things that he wants to promote, and I want to promote them for him. Um, he does mention them during the show, so keep an ear out for him. He talks about it in a little more detail. I just wanted to talk some dates real quick right off the top of the show. Um, so the benefit that you're going to hear him talk about, the cancer benefit for uh, a drummer buddy of his, is on March 10th. That's at Bedlam Lower Town in St. Paul. Uh, he's got another show coming up. Uh, this is, uh, as he mentions it, his baby, uh, his yearly event that he's been doing. This will be his third one now, his Cerberus Fest. Uh, his company is called Cerberus Entertainment. Uh, Cerberus Fest will be going down uh, for sure at Club Underground in Minneapolis. Um, I don't think... Oh, yeah, that's June 18th, excuse me. It's June 18th, Cerberus Fest at Club Underground in uh, Minneapolis. And then uh, the third show that he's got set up at the moment that uh, we want to plug real quick is the Minnesota Takedown Show. Um, And that is set up for August 13th at Neeson's in Savage. Um, The dude puts on some great shows and uh, really, really takes care of the the artists and, and makes sure that everything runs smooth. It's just... It's a sick-ass time uh, being at, being a part of, all that good stuff when it comes to his show. So uh, I, I just wanted to get that plugged off the top. But uh, otherwise, folks, just... Uh, oh, hey, one more thing. Fuck yeah, Randy Anderson. Um, we briefly chit-chatted. Uh, this is one of the the singers of a band that uh, I think was maybe one of the first few that he's been... Uh, that he was setting up with shows. Uh, one that has definitely been consistent uh, amidst his set lists. Um, this awesome band out of Minnesota that we also played with a few times, uh, they, (coughs) I just wanted to fluff them up a little bit. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. I'm going to stop babbling at this point. Uh, Randy, fuck yeah. Service Entertainment, Karma Sutra, fuck yeah. Everybody else, more fuck yeah. Um, yeah, let's kick this shit off. Uh, I think we're going to use a little Karma Sutra to get this show going, if you don't mind. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find any real quick. But otherwise, this is Petey. Bye! Walking on the street Can't help but drag my feet 
You get what you see So what's it to you? I've been dead for weeks I smell like rotting meat The contagion makes me feed So what's it to you? Motherfuckers! This is gonna be uh, a little different than it was expected, but hey, it'll be an episode of Jensen's nonetheless. Uh, this initially started out as an 8mm, but there was a little uh, lost in translation type situation going on, and uh, it's kind of turned more into a Jensink, but uh, I think at the end of the day, it's really not gonna make a difference to you motherfuckers, because it's free content! Woo! Quit bitching! <laughs> this is Petey, in the chair as always, the only consistent one, that's right. Fuck you, AJ, I'm better. Fuck you, Jared, I'm still better. I love Josh. I'm not going to say I'm better than you. It's about time you get a little respect in your life. Um, and then with me today, I've actually got a, a different guest than normal. We've actually got our first complete outsider. Uh, other than when we've done our uh, draft evenings, I guess. We have some outsiders, if you will, there. But uh, this is a gentleman that, you know, well, we've told you before that me and Jared used to be in a band together. And uh, we got a few shows going and, you know, it just never quite popped off. And we all kind of lost, uh, lost our gusto and whatever. So we broke up, but... This guy here was uh, giving us some of uh, our better shows that we had right towards the end of uh, us being his band. So um, we've got a little bit of a relationship built up, and uh, he runs this promotional company uh, called Cerberus Entertainment out of Hutchinson, Minnesota. And uh, he just is reaching his two-year anniversary this very day that we're recording this. Yeah, yeah. You motherfuckers <laughs> are going to hear it a week later, but still fucking give it up anyway god damn it you assholes uh so let me introduce andrew welcome to the fucking show man yeah thanks for having me um big uh, fucking kahuna up in this bitch yeah um we're having a great time drinking some brandy and about to get this shit started and you're probably the most important person we've had in this room what was that you're probably the most important person we've had in this room oh well thank you i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it's just me and my fuck off friends so no, like... no, it's all good. no it's it's <laughs> this is my first podcast so i'm actually uh really excited this is a new branch off for me yeah and uh i'm excited we got a we're gonna be watching a movie and like i said this is my first so it's really new and not too much to really but uh it's basically the same as we've been doing for this last i don't know what right. couple hours that you've been here yeah pete's uh, been moving me up pretty good for this so <laughs> yeah don't, me up don't say good me yeah. you're the one who brought the booze <laughs> can't put that shit on me well we're doing pretty good oh we've been schmoozing for a little yeah. while watched uh watched some heavy metal got distracted we both seen it before like we said this was gonna be an eight mil but it turned out not to be an eight mil so we were just kind of watching it and catching up shooting the shit a little bit and watched a little ari shafir action like <laughs> Oh, that's the podcast you guys are going to hear next week. Never, er, Yeah, yeah, next Sunday. I, I think we're going to release this on Wednesday, actually, not next Sunday. So it'll be, what, three, four days late, regardless. Something like that. I don't know. Um, it's up to you. Yeah, that'll, that'll come up later. So we watched a little uh, Shafir, and we just kind of shot the shit, and this isn't really any different than that. Uh, nope. I, we sort of fell into it after a while, because it is kind of awkward having a mic in front of you at first. Um, but otherwise, it's, we're just, don't think of even the mic being there. This is no, just kind I'm of a not. hangout session For at the, the end the of the day. For the most part. Um, we could actually probably swing it around a little bit, though, so you're talking a little more directly Ooh, into it. Ooh, swinging it around. There you go. I like it. I liked it, too. Swing it around. Uh, cheers me. Let's have a drink. Swing that hammer. <laughs> I like it. Swinging my chain. Swinging my... Have you ever seen that movie, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist? Kung Pao. That's an older one, right? Mm. 
Yes. No, it's like early 2000s. It's uh here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I can literally see it at this very moment. Oh, on your <laughs> Yes, yes, I have seen that. Yeah. So it's it's like a parody kung fu movie yeah, where like they, I think they take clips from like three four actual legit Asian movies and then they dub over it and yeah. shit and it's then add the characters the milk, and, right? yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah they have like the fight three matrix tits. scene yeah. with yeah the triple titted yeah. lady yeah, yeah, yeah. oh this. my god it's been a long time but I've seen that that is a goddamn staple in this household but you love this you this isn't this movie gets re- uh, referenced so much in this house. Most commonly being the 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 main female characters. Yeah, we do that way too much around this house. You've done that to me at shows. Swinging my chain, swinging my chain. From now on, you will call me Betty. Yeah, dude, the movies it's. Too quotable. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe you out no, there won't agree, but no. Well, I haven't seen it in a long time, so <sighs> I've, if it was more recent to me, I probably would be right on the same. Boat. Frankly, that movie is a sit down with a bowl and enjoy the movie kind of mm. movie. It, if you're completely or a beer, frankly, you could be a little drunk too. But you <laughs> should not be drunk. sober. You should be a lot of drunk watching that movie <laughs> because it will be very much a different experience. You will feel like you're watching the dumbest goddamn thing you've seen with your own two eyes. It is pretty ridiculous since you were shot out a cunt when you were just a wee little thing it, w- <laughs> it would literally blow your mind that's how stupid it is but a little bit of influence really takes it a long way that and, and suddenly uh, it turns into a masterpiece and you, and you can't say it's not entertaining so, it's undoubtedly so they, so entertaining. They, so they did their job, right? I think they crushed they, their they job. Did their, they did their job. They crushed their job. <laughs> <laughs> How you like your foot to my face style? <laughs> the dude who thinks getting his ass kicked is like good. He thinks getting kicked in the face is like the right way to fight. Oh, geez, it's... They've convinced him being hit is the proper way to be a kung fu master. I, see, I need to see Dude, this, this movie so fucking I retarded again. it's so good the three-titted chick uh, well, i remember that and i remember the pretty well played fight. i remember the beginning part where he like becomes an orphan the fucking nunchucks that are what are they gophers or squirrels yep 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 gophers i believe yeah yeah dude right here it looks like gophers. the rolling down the very beginning of the movie when he's rolling down the hillside the pit lady picks him up throws him down the next hillside yeah it's classic just like set up knock it down joke kind of movie Pretty much. it's just fucking silly poorly made at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> but still entertaining just so fucking entertaining I mean, I think it's kind of like south park in a way like they put no real effort into making it visually <sighs> The content's there, and that's what goddamn counts. Yes. And you can still fucking love it. Despite Another thing that's got brought up a lot lately, but very close to these similar things, is the movie Labyrinth. Did you enjoy that as a kid? I've seen it. Oh, jeez, that's been another one I haven't seen for a long, long time. time huh? I know, obviously, you know. The, the passing goblin, of Bowie, you know, right. The Goblin King. Um, passing is no good with David Bowie that's there. But yeah. Um, when I first saw it, I do remember it being... I've seen it probably like two, three times. Not necessarily recently, which I think is passing. I probably right. should put it in again. It's it's worth a watch. But it is. It is. To me, and, that one and holds it's up. Something that my daughter can watch too. Which oh, is without very a nice. doubt, and she probably love it. Yeah, it's and got a bunch of little sing along parts. You yeah, know, she's watched it. It's been good. But uh, yeah, something I need to catch up on too. But uh, Ludo, sad. Oh, Ludo, the big fuzzy orange thing, Ludo. 
I think I know what you're talking the, about. The, uh, what is he? Uh, rock. What's the word I'm looking for? He's rock the manipulator. Yeah, he can like throw rocks. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's trapped initially trap. by like yeah. the four little guys on the little dinos or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was yeah, look yeah. like a little dude's in armor on Yoshi's. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good comparison. I see that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I fucking love that shit. I just love those old. But since we're on the topic of movies, we may as well discuss a little bit of it. I mean, we didn't watch it super close today, and I've only even seen it once before this, but. Uh, I can't really even make heads or tails of this movie very well. Like what, it's heavy just, metal? yeah, it just seems so all over the place. Like it, from it, start to finish, it, it does. Like I like the movie. Obviously, it grabs people's attention. Um, what do you it, know about the movie? Uh, just from like its initial start, it was like an, an eighty-one movie, right? I I looked at the back and I, that, I'm pretty sure it was nineteen eighty-one. If okay. I'm mistaken, forgive me, but I'm pretty sure it was nineteen eighty-one. Definitely an eighties movie, but yes. it's also an animation. Right. Still in the days of drawn animation. Yeah, old school animation. Old school, well, older, for sure. that's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, for what they did, especially so for it being, you know, more underground because it's not necessarily, you know, well, I suppose back then it might have been a little different, but. Because um, 80s was uh, a little right, more, it's more on of the hair metal tongue, stuff. Yeah, so I guess yeah. it was more on its, in that aspect. It was more of what hip hop is today, game. yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The music and all that like fit the movie I felt, but like the plot of the movie itself was a little skippy at all. Like it had to, it all had to do with that. Like obviously the green ball, the green ball, right. But there was the like different being different, in the ball or whatever. It was. Right. Yeah. And different worlds and stuff. So it's a little jumpy in that aspect, but it's very still entertaining to watch. It is. I mean, obviously there, I mean, there's a lot of cartoon nudity and lots of, lots of tits. Yeah, lots you of bush. see some ass, plenty of bush. Yeah. Tropical rainforest level bush here. <laughs> like this is the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't start shaving. I don't think really in pornos till the nineties. And that's what really spread it to everybody yeah, else. I, like, I, Hey I guys, think, I think it's coming let's back. Trim no, this shit up. I have no idea, but yeah, I don't think it is. <laughs> my girlfriend hates when she has anything going yeah, on. Mine does too. She drives. Ugh, she can't handle it. I was like, I really don't care. Yeah. Frankly, I find the strip kind of sexy. I, yeah. I like that one. Just a little I, landing uh, strip. Yeah. Don't let it out of control. <laughs> keep it short. Keep it, keep it well maintained. But like, Take I think just a little decoration, you know, just something like to a just hood ornament, like... right? <laughs> well, that would make sense. I mean, you know, as a hood right. ornament, you know, uh, uh, well, I mean, that, that's there. more or less the barbell she's got going on. That's the real hood <laughs> ornament there. So All right. I guess I need to come with a new name. Would this be like uh Maybe like a sticker, like a decal. This is more of a decal, like a, 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 a racing stripe. There we go. It's a racing stripe and decal. Off to the races. There we go. Ways. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Glad we figured that out. <laughs> well, that's how yeah, that's plenty of bush in this movie for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's really fucking weird, dude. It's just I, I don't know, and it doesn't help that I neither time have I either been sober or paying one hundred percent attention. Where I'm like. I'm focused on this, trying to what, understand what's going on at all times. Yes, yeah. yes. See, I, I haven't I, sat down and watched it in earnest at all. See, the first time I definitely watched it from beginning to end. Um, the first time I ever watched it, my friend had a female friend of mine, and she was like, "You've never seen this movie? You're a metalhead." And da da da. You've this never was... seen this. And oh, this is probably like two years ago. Okay. And the movie that I have, she gave to me because she couldn't even believe it. So, um, thank you for that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um that was a winning choice. I've watched choice. it a few times. Not that I've always always paid attention to it since the first time, really. Mm. But um, definitely watched it a few times since then, and it's it's definitely the more you pay attention to it, the more different it is, um, and more things you catch. There's a lot of 
detail in it that you don't really pay attention. Hmm. If you, you know. I could believe that. I feel like with uh, drawing every single scene, you're taking a lot more time with every single image that you see on that screen had to be drawn out. So they're yeah. taking time drawing out each one right. of these scenes. And you could tell and it's not just like a full motion thing that was caught right. on a camera and, at this point. And you could tell that some so of it add subtle shit. Right. Ugh, and you could that. tell that some of it was a little poorly animated where you could tell that some of it was fantastic right so i don't know if it just necessarily depended on the scene or whatever as far as like the people that put it together and edited it and whatnot but mm. either way um i find more of the ending of the movie a little more put together than more of the beginning okay but uh yeah yeah i'd have to probably watch it again like i'm saying <laughs> in earnest to actually catch up on or pick up rather on that yeah i don't know like i said i've seen it a, a good few times not like i said i've always paying attention from beginning to end fully you know, but is there a favorite part of the movie that like I don't know all I've really both times I've watched this movie the court scene is the one that has stood out to scene. me every time where like the dude rampages hand and like fist. loses yeah hand, hand over, over fist hand yeah. over fist decides yeah. where and then he just turns what out was, to what was the other guy's name I can't think of the other guy's that, name that fucking name was so again didn't pay attention to the whole movie but I'm sure it's riddled with these silly names oh yeah they got if they did at things. least two characters they did way more than that for oh, yeah. sure. Everybody's got gotta have. Oh, it was uh, it was the main character, the taxi driver. What was that dude's name? No, that wasn't the guy that was in the courtroom, though. Oh no, no, no! I know, oh, but the... that was the guy I was trying to think of, not the guy oh, in the courtroom. Oh, 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 gotcha! I, I meant to think of the taxi oh, driver's God, what name. Was it? Harry Canyon. Harry Canyon. That's what it was. Yeah, Harry Canyon. <laughs> 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 it's not super on the nose, like it's there. It... Just read into like it. They like they didn't go Harry butt crack straight take, take up. Take one like, second and just read into it. You got it. Harry anus. Yeah, Harry Canyon. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're a little there with the creativity, but like you, you, it's not hard to pick up on. No. I, I can only imagine that there's plenty of characters in that shit that, that has those sort of names. So I'd like to watch it and catch up on that a little yeah, bit. I, don't know, I, I think that's fucking hilarious. But uh, yeah, that court scene's like the only one I've ever paid full attention to both times that I've watched it. It's, it's definitely very aggressive right there so i can very see why it so. catches your attention yeah yeah so. giant rampaging man destroying a whole bunch of area and it turns out to be this fucking plot yeah, like it was intentional in yeah. they double duped you in the scene kind of you're led to believe that like the dude kind of flies off the handle but it ends up being intentional it's yeah. kind of how it seems yep because he pays him and then he just pretty much instead of using his words he pretty much fucks it the other way just destroys everything yeah pretty much yeah. fucks it the other way so fucks everyone <laughs> yeah pretty much everybody run for your lives but uh yeah the it's definitely a good movie if you watch it from beginning to end but yeah it is definitely a little jumpy like you were saying they're kind of it's like the story of the ball but it's not all that necessarily makes sense especially right when it goes into other worlds but i mean that's kind of the thing that's tough to i think track about is it's not just like a main set of characters the whole way you're seeing different sections of one you can hardly even say characters existence. I mean, he, well, the, I mean, the you ball, definitely like have seeing like, his, yeah. him moving through time in a different, well, well but you almost can see like the ball's personality. Cause it's not necessarily, well, he, per, I mean, it has lines and everything like, well, that's true. That's true. It does have lines to say, but I don't know. It, I'm not really sure how to take it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I've seen the movie, like I said, a, a good few times, necessarily all, you know, obviously, like I said before, but it's, it's sort of like a conscious kinda, entity, huh? sort of a conscious entity right. sort of thing. A ball of energy. Right. Green glowing orb of energy specifically. Right. Tell me more about it, Valcor. I want to know the whole story. I feel like you he's, being a mythological cl- creature, you might have more information on this green glowing orb. He's been freaking sitting there 
in just silence in, in complete silence just contributing literally zero to the conversation yeah just looking out the looking at the shades not even out the window i don't even think you deserve to be at the end of the show photo i don't think so i really don't <laughs> piece of shit i don't even participate <coughs> god damn that's all right you look good though i want to know more about what it's like setting up shows i think that's got to be a really interesting well, kind of more like job. what i do yeah, I, I just the whole thing behind it, just getting to know so many different people, knowing so many bands, getting, you know, throwing all these people into contact together, getting everybody in the same place at the same time, making sure everybody shows up, collecting money, yeah. distributing money, all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like there's a lot behind it. I mean, there's more behind it than you think. And I even I myself um, found that out as I kind of go through it. And um, it's interesting as far as like setting up shows. I mean, it. I guess the easiest way to explain it is that I don't want to say it all necessarily falls on your shoulders, but at the same time, like if there's any questions, you know, you find the venue, you find the bands, you promote the show, you have the show, you help during the show, mm -hmm. you do whatever you can, you know, not just for, you know, my, not just for my benefit, you know, because without mm -hmm. anybody else, I'm, what I do is really nothing. You know, I'm just, I just help promote the show, you know, and um, there's a lot more to it. You know, as far as like the gritty details of, you know, there's, you know, it takes a lot of time. Some bands say no, you have bands cancel or you have other things, you know, that you can't necessarily control. Right. Unforeseen circumstances right. that you got to yeah. compensate but it's, for. I, I, I love what I do in between my first and second one. I decided this is what I want to do full time and I've never really looked back. First and second one. Um, Like I was uh, saying earlier, I had, uh, I was living in a house and I had a basement and I wasn't doing this ever, and I just decided, like, hey, I actually have a basement. Like, I can mm -hmm. actually have a show, something I've been wanting to do or I do. Were you living with, like, roommates or anything at the time? No, um, I was uh, with my ex-wife. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, yeah, good well, stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So kind things of. were cool enough that you could throw shows, I guess. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we had a basement, and um, we had a show, and we had, like, 25 people show up. We had, like, a band or two and another acoustic act, and... Um, we actually had a band here from Mankato actually come play. Oh, really? My first show ever. Who was it? Uh, first against the wall. Nah, I don't know the name. No, that's Sorry. okay. I'm not sure if they're completely active anymore. Eh, uh, it's possible. I've seen a lot of bands fizzle in and out throughout yeah. my time in Mankato. Um, so. that's okay. It's but not, uh, there's they... not a strong scene here. It's so hard to get going. See, yeah, you should try being where I'm from. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that and I had an acoustic act, another band, I believe, and uh, that was my first show. I had like I don't know 25, 30 people show up, and that was that. And then in between. I decided I was going to throw a second one. My buddy said I could use his basement. And uh, in between that, I was like, I want to do this full time. And I've been at it ever since. And uh, I can't say I would really turn back. So super freaking excited to where it's been leading me. And it's led me down a direction that I can't say that uh, I'd change, obviously. And uh, it's definitely led to some good freaking stories and meeting some people that I've never thought I'd meet and... I'm, I don't want to say I'm further than where I thought I would be, but it's definitely been a trip, I guess is the easiest way. So one thing that I remember from, uh, <coughs> I think it was what, probably three shows, three or maybe four shows that you put together that we played before, uh, we disbanded. And, uh, one thing that stood out really, really substantially is, uh, that you were, you know, you, you were mentioning during kind of talking about like what your duties are is like making sure everything goes well when you're there. You know, that was something that I had never seen. We had only ever had people that were like, okay, be here at this time. This is when load-in is. Have fun. And that was just sort of the it. We were kind of left to figure everything out from there. So it was kind of it – was, it was really cool and interesting to finally have somebody that obviously cared so much about the show and setting everything up that you were 
also a part of the show and making sure everything was going right there. Because up to that point of meeting you, really, it was all a matter of, like, they just got you there. What happened once you got to that building? They didn't give a fuck. Whoever set up the show. And, yeah, I, You're I, the first person we've ran into that actually cared what happened once the show actually starts. Well, well, thank you. Um, that, <laughs> I, I thought that was really – it stood out a lot to me. It was just – it was a really admirable thing, and it was it stood out as this dude actually fucking cares about what's going on. He actually wants these shows – to develop and, and be something big and not just be like, Hey, we're doing this on the weekend. Cause I want to get my friends together. You actually want this to be like a community building thing. You want right. bands to get out there. I mean, in, in dealing with you, I can tell that you want bands to, to at least get out there and try, uh, and, and you help them try to get their name out there and, and do whatever they want to do as far as being a band. Maybe kind of make it the way that they think they can make it. it. I can tell that you have the heart in this industry enough that you're in it not so much just for yourself and making money. Mm. And, and, and yeah, this is my fucking business. You're there because you fucking love everything about this music. Mm. And putting this together it has to give you some massive storm of pride. Well, I don't necessarily say... I would say more family than pride. Um, obviously, once I... St- had my first show and between my first and second show, I was just saying maybe camaraderie was more the word I was looking for. Well, I think pride was kind of a weird word. No, to use. that's You're fine. Right, but... I just, um, once I started it and I just really fell in love with it. Um, like I said, like when I, even when I was like 13, 14, I always kind of was like, always kind of, I'd call places. I want to set up shows. I always wanted to do something with music. I always wanted to be a part of a band, but where I'm from, it was really hard. And especially being more of a rock and metalhead into harder music, mm-hmm. um, it was just really hard. And <laughs> so I, yeah, I know, I mean, you're, Mankato is, what's the population of Mankato here? Uh, we're about 52,000 if you include okay. North and regular Mankato, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so you're at least double and then some from the population where I'm at. Hutchinson's about 15,000 people, roughly, like 12 to 15. I don't remember. Pretty small. Yeah, <laughs> smaller. And, um... Uh, I don't know. I just, once I started and, you know, you guys are people too. And without it as a family, you know, uh, you know, whether you're a musician or you're the sound guy or you're the door guy, um, I got to appreciate you just as much. I don't want to say as you necessarily appreciate me, but just, we have to work together, you know, for everybody to go home happy. You right. know, if the door guy ain't happy, do you think your people that are coming into your show happy? You know, do you think your bands that are trying to load in where he sees them, you know, come in and out with mm-hmm. shit's going to necessarily be the happiest when somebody's just like, oh, here comes here and they're on the way or whatever, you right. know? So, you know, I always try to, you know, help out, like carry stuff in, try to help carry stuff out and try to, you know, do kind of what I can. And, you know, there's times where I get distracted where I might be talking to people or trying to work other things out. But for the most part, you know, where I might not get as much time as where I would like to with a band mm-hmm. or with a specific person or or whatever you mm-hmm. know there's still a lot going on and i just you know i'm i'm just happy of where it's going and i, I that think it's... as i think as band members we realize that you're like busy during those shows but like uh, even having that understanding aside as much as you do do is really impressive i mean the one thing you just said there that that is like a, the biggest standout thing is that you help carry equipment like we kind of expect that a little bit from other bands like if you've kind of built a small um you know bit of camaraderie or rapport or whatever with them before the show starts hearing load and that kind of stuff. Maybe they'll help you carry your shit out. Right. But like, you really would never expect that from somebody who's just promoted, who put the show together. That's not his fucking job. They don't carry equipment. That's not their fucking. So like that, that is just like another one of those areas that like you stand out big time, dude. Like that's well, a really, really cool thing um, that you're doing. And I, I and appreciate how serious you take this. Well, thank you. Uh, well, I don't know. Like I said, it's hard. 
once I found kind of like my niche, like if I can't be in a group of brothers, I can at least still help the scene. And like I myself can still do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> had a few drinks. I'm kind of, oh, my that's fine. <laughs> this happens a lot. No, it's okay. It's um, part of the show. It's, it's just very interesting and meeting new people. There was some place I wanted to go more with this. <laughs> Weird no, once you have about a few drinks yeah. in you. Um, amazing how that happens. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> All right. Well, one thing that I was curious is what, uh, so far, at least up to this two year date is your favorite show that you put together. My favorite show that I put together. Um, that's kind of hard. They all kind of have their own little things that kind of stand out. Um, definitely the most, the, the biggest show I put together so far was at Mill City Nights. Um, and I got to work with um, some people that were very highly recommended. I've worked with uh, Chaley Ray Harper. She uh, played in Coal Chamber. And um, I also got to work with uh, Paul Allender, who used to be in Cradle of Filth. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all um, now start another band and live in, well, Chile lives in Canada. But anyway, she had to commute a little a good bit <laughs> for the show. But uh, we thank her for it. And uh, the show was that much better with her. And uh, that was uh, my biggest show. I was the most, it was one of the shows I took, I don't know, I guess, the most pride in, I guess, like kind of what yeah. you were saying before, just because it was. I mean, pride's not necessarily a bad thing to even well, say no. either, because like well, a big undertaking. I mean, I was excited for it. You, you know, I was really happy. Right. I put a lot of work into exactly. it, and you know, we're finally paying off. I mean, and you know, the bands were happy. Everything was was good. I mean, I wish we would have made more back. You know, as far as mm-hmm. like what we put into it, but you know, other than that, everybody was happy. The bands and the fans were all saying, "When's the next one?" Very cool. You know, that's so, always I mean, a good thing. I mean, yeah, like I said, everything was great about it, besides the. The financial aspect of what came back, you know, we were right. obviously expecting a little more of a crowd, right? But what from what we did, everything was fantastic. You know, right. nobody complained, nobody bitched, everybody got a, excuse me, it got along. Everything flowed real nicely, you know. Um, so I guess that was probably one of my more favorite shows, okay. Just because I got to work with some more experienced talent and more people that had more, you know, experience in the industry. So. Um, yeah, I guess that's the that and. What was your favorite quick. part about it? Just just necessarily like getting the well, whole it was, big I mean, thing. It was, it was put my it was and... my biggest venue we've ever played. Okay. The biggest band you know that I have ever helped put on with Empress White Empress. Right. I mean, and there was other you know amazing talent on that show. You know, I say them because they have some you know more famous members right. and but I mean just the talent in general. I mean, we had. Mastiff, Hate Beast, you know, just to name the first two bands that went on and um, just getting to meet other bands I haven't necessarily got to meet as in depth before and talking right. to people. And um, I mean, there's lots of parts about it that are fantastic. You know, I can't really pick out a certain one. But uh, I mean, like I said, I could even go back to Cerberus Fest and other things that stick out. And I, Well, let's go but, uh, there because I think that's really interesting too is that you're kind of working on putting your own festival together. One thing that yes. is shitty about Minnesota is there really are no festivals that just go on in Minnesota like Ooh. that are known for being a Minnesota festival. Like We get a couple of them. Like, uh, Warp Tour comes around, I guess, every single year, and that's kind of cool. Uh, we've had Taste of Chaos hit Minnesota once or yeah, twice. Sounds of the Underground uh, so, came yeah. back way in the day. We get a few like traveling ones, but we don't have any Minnesota native. Like, oh, I guess at least rock 
metal based. Uh, I mean, we, we have like a lot like, of EDM def- ones I mean, and stuff. Well, like, we definitely have some festivals, but nothing but that nothing really sticks massive. out. Like nothing that everybody is well, like. I shouldn't say that. That show. We we have some big ones. Yes, you're right. But uh, at least in I surrounding. Say <laughs> that we have anything that's necessarily memorable. Mm. I, I would say they're all just kind of your run of the mill festivals. Like for instance, yeah. I've been to a couple of like smaller festivals, and then I, got, I went to Rock on the Range. And that was a whole new thing. Like, that was next-level festival. And I think that's kind of what I'm referring to here right. is where it's not just a quick one-off or maybe a two-day thing if you're mm-hmm. lucky. We're talking, like, a real festival here. Right. And I don't know. Your um, goal of it. I'm right. Maybe not necessarily how it is now, but, like... Well, I mean, obviously, there's always a intended bigger goal no matter right. where you're at. But I feel like Minnesota um, doesn't have that quite yet. I mean, obviously, I, I was explaining this to you earlier. Um, my big goal is obviously like a whackin' fest, Northern Invasion. You know, we don't necessarily have anything. I mean, we have like, what is it, Rock Fest, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, they have a big crowd for that. But I want like Cerberus Fest. I mean, that's like. Well, actually, that's... isn't Rock Fest in uh, Kadat? That's Wisconsin. Oh, I think you're right. And so is Northern Invasion. That's in. Yes, uh, that's uh, Somerset. Somerset. Yep. It's actually also Wisconsin. Isn't it, it is also. And I want Minnesota to have its own big thing. And Cerberus Fest has a nice ring to it. And I was, I know I was explaining this earlier that uh, my big dream was Cerberus Fest and the reason that it got its name. Uh, why it is Cerberus Entertainment. Um, it was kind of compared to Wackenfest. And if you know anything about mythological creatures and Cerberus, um, he guards the gates of Hades. Um, he doesn't let anybody in, nobody out. And when I, you walk into this Cerberus Fest, I want it to eventually, as it grows, to be um, a place where once you cross those gates, that not necessarily that you entered into hell, you know, necessarily, right. but you know, I mean, I don't want it to be a bad experience, right. <laughs> right. Um, but to, you know, have people swallowing swords and to have, you know, other things and big stages and big bands and to, um, know that when you, once you cross that line that you entered it, not necessarily into a darker world, cause I don't want it to like have a wrong feeling to it, mm-hmm. but into a, an experience that if that you want that experience, that it's there, mm-hmm. you know, um, just to have fun the music's there you know if there's music or movies would it almost be fair to hearken it to like uh gathering of the juggalo style event like i mean <laughs> not necessarily in like how they do it but like in in sort of the grandness of it because it's it's well, not just a well, music want, festival it's, well, right it's i want to incorporate so going yeah on. i want to incorporate whole, everything i don't want to just incorporate like music town. like it's well its right like i mean if you look at wacken fest you know open air in in germany one of the biggest metal festivals in the world like i get excited because that's what my general vision is you know i mean there's a lot more that goes on there than just music right you know what i mean yeah they have um, movie showings i'm sure they have comedians right. i mean i would I'm love sure to go there personally i would love to go there personally and actually experience it i mean it takes over a whole town i don't remember the exact number it's like 150 200,000 people that show up something like that and it's Oh, yeah, you know, I live in a population of like fifteen thousand people, That's roughly. Twice this town just yeah, showing yeah, up in yeah, some place. Yeah, just showing up, you know. <laughs> and um, I just really want everybody to obviously have a good time. You know, we never want anything bad to happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but you know, just in the big general picture, you know, that's the the big goal, I guess, of Cerberus Fest. You know, that's my baby every year. We're working on uh, uh, Cerberus Fest three, and that's at Club Underground in Minneapolis on June eighteenth. Um, we do only have one band confirmed for that. 
well, right at the moment. But, but I just, June, though, so that's yeah, a good yeah, way It's a little ways away. It's a little, folks. It's a little, yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit of a ways away. We just got one band confirmed uh, from a band called Kolboloi, who is uh, fucking sick. They Love are, those guys, and they're stuff. just working on some new material right now, and I... Just did a, another show with them like I don't know, a month or so ago up in up in Brainerd. They're fun to perform with. They're a good band. Yeah, for they sure. are a really good band. They headlined Cerberus Fest last year, I believe. Yes, they did, and um, they fucking kill it. Fucking. Do you have any big plans this year at all? Big the plans. You're thinking about uh, big plans. Don't necessarily have to release them, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's always a bigger plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here, uh, like. The beginning of the year, I kind of took a little bit off. The end of the year was very hectic, so uh, we don't really have anything till Isn't that how till it goes? March. Oh, geez, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I do this all the time. Um, I don't really have anything till March. And March tenth, we actually um, we're doing a lot more with benefit shows and something like that and stuff like that. We just did uh, riffs for gifts up in Brainerd too. That's where uh, Cobalt yep. played their I last thing. A little bit of that. And uh, that was really cool. We're doing a lot more with benefit shows, and that's uh, the first show we got going on this year so far. And um, that's really interesting because that's at uh, Bedlam Lower Town in St. Paul, and that's for uh, um, Adam Sagan from White Empress, the drummer. Yep. Oh, you remember? And uh, he's Correct. got he uh, his cancer, and he's so far he's kicking cancer's ass. So yeah, that's fantastic. That's always good to hear. Always good to that's hear. That's a metal ass answer. Fuck kicking yeah. cancer's ass. Kicking cancer's ass, metal like style. <laughs> and uh, we decided that we were going to throw a benefit for him. So just. That's cool. Uh, March tenth, I believe it's a Thursday. Um, we will be at Bedlam Lower Town. Fucking, I think there's. I don't know. I helped get four bands, and then when I was looking at the thing the other day, there was like two or three others that I still need to kind of check up on. Excellent. So, um, a little more work for me. That's yeah. okay, though. <laughs> That's not necessarily surprising. Better than having no work to do at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always something to do. And uh, so, yeah, that's the first town or first show. And then, uh, yeah, we got another show depending on what uh, the Hollywood Roadhouse decides. Oh, yes. We have, he decides it. We wanted to do a uh, St. Patty's Day show. Mm. And the guy said, uh, He's going to figure out the day before the, or the weekend before or the weekend after. So he's got to make that decision yet. And then we'll know when that's going to fully be. But we got to line up for that. And, Beautiful. And uh, yeah, we've got Cerberus Fest at Club Underground, like I said. And busy, busy. So Fuck yeah. It's cool, it's shows cool to coming. hear this shit's coming together, man. Oh, yeah. Everything's starting to shape up already for the 2016 third oh, year. Yeah, I got a good full summer and I just got on the Hutchinson Area Center Arts Center Committee. Fuck yeah. Uh, Hype 15, so I'm really excited for you're that. Building up should... quick. I feel like you're building a good head of steam for only being two years in. I, I'm pretty excited. I'm really freaking excited. I feel like the second year was probably a lot more gung-ho than the first was, it, based on how it sounds. Well, considering I just thought of the idea sitting at my computer after I had that first show that I was telling you about in my own basement, mm-hmm. and just like, yep. oh, like, mm, just thinking about it for like, you know, two or three weeks before I actually really pursued, pursued, and then, you know, I never lost interest in it. Right. You know, so that's always a plus. That is but, uh, <laughs> that's what this podcast is for me so, it's, it's just took so long for me to like have something that i kept doing without being like ah well, word doing up, that word again it didn't this feel week. like a chore yeah exactly you know, I'm, I'm waiting for every weekend so i can get to my podcast day like right. i like that a lot yeah, I, and if I, I have time on a weekday we do it every now and again right. too so and you know i keep it's my circle nice. small for the most part so a lot of the things that like come in are all business related you know all bands trying to find shows. I mean, I got a band, you know, two bands that are coming up that want to, you know, tour from California. Oh, very cool. You know, and you know, I'm really excited for them. Uh, Mother Sound and uh, Buried Under Texas. So I'm, I'm hoping I can uh, 
plug them into a show. Bringing in some yeah, uh, outside some, of the some state talent. talent. That's always good. So, yes. That spreads the word even better. Get right. That, I mean, then, that's fucking halfway across the nation. Let's right. fucking fly over states. We got to get out to the coast. For, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I do too. <laughs> Those are the fuckers but that I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there's a, well, the thing is, is there's so much talent out there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. There, there is so much talent, you know, regardless if it's a band that makes it, it's a band that doesn't make it. There's still a guitarist, a drummer, a singer, that you know, regardless if they get famous or not, you know they're 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 good at their craft, mm-hmm. and uh, that's I hate to see people throw that away, but there's so many that really run with it, and that's what I want to obviously continue to do, and I'm glad I see you obviously, Pete, to continue <laughs> oh, yeah. doing what you find you know oh. live doing too. Yeah, this room is definitely not deprived of musical equipment. No, it's not. I, I see a drum set, I amps, still have and all fucking, my stuff in I here. I see an electric and acoustic. I still use it regularly. I see fucking uh, 45 records, <laughs> 70, or is that 78? Uh, uh, I believe it goes to 78. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like up to 78, but anyway, uh, yeah. Got records and all sorts of stuff. You gotta get shit that shit here. working. It needs a new cartridge, and then I'll start being able to buy records and shit. I just don't have the money at the time. Yeah, I, I know got it's that not as cheap a, ever. Music a free shit. little gift. God, I just I know, right? Isn't that the worst? <laughs> yeah, like the other day you were saying um, earlier. Like one thing that we also want to do is equipment isn't cheap. And oh yeah, God, no. no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I, uh, me and my girlfriend, we went up to the cities and we bought a bass and we already have a guitar at the house and we bought a pair of drumsticks and we have picks at the house and stuff like that. And one of the, the reason that we're getting a collection of instruments is, uh, during shows, like, let's just say, um, well, here's a good thing. Mastiff love the band. I'm asking them to, I'm hoping they can play Cerberus Fest this year. Um, if not, you know, obviously best of luck to you and your future endeavors. But, um, the, the bassist, he totally at that show i was saying with paul allender at okay, the mill yep. city nights uh yep. minnesota takedown which we're working on a second one at neeson's and savage there we go so Fuck yeah doyle say yes please <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty excited but um anyway um i'm pretty excited about it and uh, hey, you lost it again <laughs> <laughs> i did <laughs> oh jeez. i'm gonna i don't I remember that. what i said yeah they're having so much I'm like booze. Yeah. <laughs> uh like minnesota takedown too yeah, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, oh, uh, Mastiff, I was saying I bought these instruments the base, and stuff right. like that. Yes, yeah, sorry. Thank you for bringing me back on track. Um, like, for example, like during that show, amazing performance. By the end of the show, the he literally had one bass string on his guitar. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he was just going to town on it, you know. <laughs> and, and they made an awesome set while... For example, like I bought that bass. You know, I'm not necessarily a bass player, mm-hmm. you know, but we have that bass, you know, for... for future reference like when that happens instead of taking the time to put on a new string or certain things like that we can just hand you a bass right or we can hand you a guitar and the show must go on you right. know you know that's just how that goes um whether you're shorter on time or not you know right. hopefully this way you can get more material out and um, that's cool you know, go about that so that was one reason we bought a bass yesterday and picked up some drumsticks just you know you know most musicians will have what they need right but that doesn't mean that everybody can always afford it and we're for the bands and for the fans you know for we sure. obviously want to do all that so that's the the quick version of that it's a really uh that's a really cool thing to have actually because i can't there's we didn't even play that many shows i think if i counted it, it was probably less than 20 shows total and uh at least three occasions i broke strings yeah and that, I think that's a pretty ridiculous rate of just breaking strings and shit. And if you're new to this, you're not always prepared for that sort of shit or 
you know, it, it sucks to have to take the time. If you don't have the money to have a second guitar that's just ready and tuned already for you and what you needed, you have to replace that string as fast as you fucking can. Well, right, and that cuts and down on everybody's time. Yeah, it takes time out of your set. It's embarrassing. Uh, you, it, yeah, you feel bad that you're be. letting down the band. Well, like, I mean, and that's the thing is you can't necessarily help when certain things happen. Right. But it's nice but that it's a you nice have an alternative caution. Right. Right. It's nice that you have an alternative. I mean, it may not be the best guitar that we're showing right. in your face. It might not be exactly what you want. But the fact is, is I mean, and depending, obviously things are. Mm-hmm. You go with the flow, but um, if we shove a bass in your face and you only have one, you know, one string on your bass or something, mm-hmm. it might not be so bad, you know. <laughs> and, um, and, and really, he, I guitars, mean, he still did kill that set, though. It yeah, didn't even matter. I don't. It was brutal as fuck. Even that one guy play, <laughs> playing the one string on his bass, like it was right up in your face, and it was great. Still, that's beautiful. He still played his right notes and everything, just you know, on the one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so, really cool, though, man. That's that's so, that's really special, like. Mastiff six. So. Most people wouldn't think of that. That I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is that's just it's a thought beyond what your main duty really is. Your main duty is setting up the show, and not making sure that the band is gonna be a band and you know have all their shit together. Right. You're willing to cover their ass even even if they're like in an unexpected. T- and it's not because they were negligent or something. They may not have even thought of it yet. Well, they may be so new to this. Well, regardless, or, or anything it looks better like on anybody. For sure. And you don't you know, want, if they, they, they look, look better, look like a fool. The fa- you know, it looks better to right. the fans. You know, you hopefully that makes you look better to the band. Um, and yeah. it's not just me that are coming up with ideas, you know, um, I'm going to just say some thank yous if that's, that's Yo, cool. Of course. Um, my girlfriend and has been a wonderful, um, influence in all of this. My girlfriend, Terry, um, she's come up with ideas. She helps with all this. She's generally with me at every show. Um, you know, even just out to, uh, my mom, you know, watching my kid, you know, <laughs> right. I am out, you know, I don't want to say playing rock star, but, you know, trying to, to build and, you know, make friends and, you know, my mom necessarily doesn't always support. I mean, she supports what I do, but she's not always, you know, the most fond of it. You right. know what I mean? Um, and I love understanding you know, she supports. I it. love you, mom. Look at me. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <I get laughs> the whole world can yeah. hear me. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, no, I just want to throw a shout out to her and, you know, she's been awesome and supporting what I do and she doesn't talk shit about it. And, you know, and she understands it's what I want to do. So, that's just, um, just as important. Though. It is, you know, it's not <laughs> just it's not it's not just system. me that puts it together, you know. Um, my girlfriend, she helps put together shows, and she knows bands that I don't, you know, and knows places, you know. It's one of those things, and it's just uh, there's more to it than just me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I may be the face more so mm-hmm. than than most, but uh, there's definitely a thank you that goes out to her and uh, another buddy of mine named Randy from Karma Sutra. Hey Randy Anderson, yeah, Randy Anderson. yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Hell yeah! Hey, you played in his garage that uh, fucking show. Fuck I, yeah, I was dude. way too drunk for that show. Anyway, we'll leave that there. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, waking up in t-shirts. I ended up getting pretty <laughs> fucked up that night once we got back to the hotel room too. So don't feel bad. But um, no, it's okay. But uh, no, I just want to say a big, huge thank you to Aunt Randy Anderson. He's been a huge supporter, and we'll make sure to tag him in this. All right, I, I'm just posted. I'm gonna just go to his house and like ring I'll his tag doorbell. Tag Terry too. I've got yeah. her on my Facebook. Yeah, that's so. fine. I'm gonna go to his house and like ring his doorbell, tag him, and run away. <laughs> and he really won't. That he'll really, tag bags, hey, fucker. Yeah. yeah. He, the funny <laughs> thing is, he'll be just like, "Oh damn it, Andy." <laughs> no, we love you, Randy. And uh, like I said, those are just a few quick shoutouts. I just want to say thank you and whatnot. And that's about it for that. 
but other than that, I think I'm about ready for another drink. So, you can feel free to get a drink, man. Well, I know I got oh, the oh, bottle between my legs. You, yeah, I we got a little supplies. bit left. I think it is time that I get another one. Okay. I'm not gonna have any ice, but fuck it, I'm not right with that. That's all right. That's by the fridge. <laughs> so, one thing that I'm curious about is what has been like. What's been the biggest challenge so far that you've run into as far as setting these shows up? What have you found to be one of just kind of the hardest thing to get to kind of what what's the worst obstacle you've had to overcome? That's interesting uh, because there's a few kind of and I guess that depends on kind of how you look at it or where you're at. I feel like this type of music that you tend to promote being heavy metal like to to pretty heavy fucking metal. Yeah. Well, that in itself is hard because it's not necessarily the most popular among the the major populace. Yes. Um, But as far as what's my biggest obstacle, I don't know, venues sometimes can be an obstacle. You know, I am a, a newer business. You know, you can't say that yeah, um, some of these venues and certain things don't have, I don't, other people that they already talked to, you know, where the right. dates get filled that you may want. So sometimes venues is a little bit of an issue. Sometimes always filling shows because people have schedules and lives and kids and wives and girlfriends, you know, outside of bands. And so sometimes Twice like, today. so sometimes, uh, that can be difficult. Um, but for the most part, that's really about it. I mean, everything generally comes together. Um, it always sucks sometimes when things team seem to go a little longer than you would like them. Uh, as far as like, well, like, like the show have, drags on longer than it's supposed to. Well, or? like, well, more like you're setting up a show and you're waiting on a band to say yes or no. Ah, and gotcha. it takes longer because somebody in that band has got something going on. They need to check something. They have work. They got whatever. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. you're waiting longer than you would really like to because you need to, you know, obviously the sooner you can get the show out, pumped out, you know, as fully as you can, right. you know, hopefully, you know, the point is of promoting is right. you can get more people there. You can <laughs> right. get you have time you to can, advertise and let right, people know that. Right. You know, and obviously the time, you know, you have obviously the more time you have to do that effectively as a full show, you know, the better that's going to be changing lineups is never a good thing. I no, changing, changing Once lineups. If you have it. a band quit and certain things like that, sometimes that can be a pain in the ass. I'm sure that can be a real rough part um, of this process, you know, um, or if other random problems, um, the hardest time I ever had, I guess, um, was at a place. I won't say it because I love that place to death. Right. Love it to death. Yeah, no need to name names. No, no, that's fine. And we just had an an issue and we got through it and in the end everything was still fine. But for that first half hour that there was that issue, I was literally in a panic. You know, trying to figure things out where there wasn't um Is there a way you can describe the issue being vague enough and Um well there was the okay, the initial agreement um generally was I don't really know how to really explain it. <laughs> it, all, it all had to do with age at the bar. Okay, I guess it had to do with, and there was a little bit of confusion, and somebody wasn't happy with it, and Maybe we like we, we obviously made a situation. Is that what no, you're not with the performer. At? It was like with people coming in. Okay, and um, everything turned out you know good in the end, you know. But that's one of those things you don't you don't ever want to leave a damper on a band. You don't ever want to leave a damper on the venue you know, or anything like that. And, you know, I still am in great conscious with this venue. And that was my first show I ever did there. And, uh, 
you know, so, you know, you got to work out the kinks a little bit in that one. Day. <laughs> oh, that was fucking Yeah, strong. that was going to say, that was a, must Yikes. have been a strong drink to look on that, face, on that face. <laughs> Holy you shit. You know, and he even said himself that, uh, you know, as time goes on, he sees this growing. And it was the first time we had ever been there. So, you know, we're just working out the kinks. Yeah. And, well, you know, at, sure. and, and after that first show since then, everything has been fine. It's not like you were someone's understudy. You're, you're well, doing right. this from scratch. This is well, and completely grassroots. And, and it was it out. my first time with him, too. You know, we're just getting used to each other. And um, I love the place. I absolutely love the place. And uh, I won't say, like I said, I don't want to necessarily right. say we had a bad experience at that place. But I because I, it really wasn't like a bad experience because in the end, everything was right. was really fine. But for that little bit, yeah, I was a little concerned and. But since then, you know, obviously we continue to put on some shows there. We got another one coming up. And um, do you try to put uh, like a lot of all ages shows on? Um, we do. Um, I feel like that would be something that was that'd be pretty crucial, being as how like a lot of the bands that you have aren't exactly national names or anything. Well, correct. So the more correct. local, I mean, youngsters included, would be extremely and, and helpful. And that's funny because uh, my daughter herself, she's five. And she likes coming to my rock and metal shows. Ah, very yes. cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she does. Um, she she moshes harder than anybody. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love her. Um, but uh, yeah, we do uh, do some all ages shows. Um, I think the last one we did was at the Depot Coffee House. Ah, yep. In Hopkins, yeah. Did you go? That, that was the one? last show that we played uh, of yours. That was the last server show we played. That that was yep. okay. Um, the last one that we did of yours, not necessarily the last one you yeah, threw I, at the coffee yeah, house. But. Yeah, well, that was the last one I still threw at the coffee oh, okay. house. But, so you're not wrong. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like doing small ages shows. I mean, it's definitely, metal isn't just for adults, you know, just because we're, you know, 18 plus or mm-hmm. 21 plus and we can drink and technically we're adults, even though we're all, you know, yeah. some of us are, are not. <laughs> yeah. But um, we definitely like the all ages too, to an extent, because like I said, I like bringing my daughter you know, I want it to be a good thing for, her. Mm-hmm. um, and metal really shouldn't be a scary thing because it's but really, it, not... it can be tough for, it can be scary for a business owner because of well, how rowdy some metal crowds can get. Well, and that's true but with, that... ma- with moshing, especially, you know, and some places don't allow moshing and some places do. And it's, it's, it's a liability thing. I get it from their side, but it is. I mean, that definitely makes it harder to even throw all ages shows because, right. well, without adults being in there, that adds a whole new layer to but things. But that's the now thing is, I can and... be more picky with certain venues, true. Or, you know, if I want to. Very true. <laughs> like I said, like the Depot Coffee House, they were awesome. You know, um, they pay the bands, um, they send it out to them in the mail. You know, I didn't make a thing on that show, and that's fine. Like, excuse me, I, I, I don't mind at all if I make money on a show. If mm-hmm. I stay small, for you know for the next 20 years that's fine if i make millions you know obviously bonus great yeah fantastic but i love a yacht yeah i mean (laughs) i mean i'm not the only small business that's trying to do this you know and but uh yeah i guess that's the quick of that that drink's really kicking Fuck, your butt. (laughs) i gotta pee (laughs) that's all right i'll hold it Oh, uh, swallow that down for a second. Oh, Jesus. please do, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, you hear, you don't always see. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, what is that? I just switched it from uh, beats to time. <laughs> so what does that mean? That just shows how far in we are, that's all. Oh, okay. I was just wondering gotcha. where we were at as far as time in the show. Okay, how long do these shows normally go? 
Eh, it really varies quite it a bit. It doesn't matter? All uh, right, perfect. The Gen Sync ones tend to vary between... The shortest one we've done was like 55 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, but they tend to go more like hour, hour and a half. Oh, yeah. Not a problem. So we can still have It's not really going to be an issue. I don't care. We're, gonna, we're doing absolutely fine as far as time goes here. Yeah, that's fine by me. I ain't worried about it. I just didn't realize so. But yeah, anyway. Um, aside from like the promoting side of things, like what necessarily got you into this? Like what made you think that this was going to be kind of like a path you wanted to start pursuing a path i wanted to see and that's the thing i mean was it like, like starting to go to shows that maybe led you to be see, like god this this live experience is special well i always liked going to concerts um but it was always hard for me i don't, I don't want to say i was necessarily sheltered as a kid but it was always harder to pursue especially like the rock and metal scene mm-hmm. Um, and especially since I lived in a smaller town, there wasn't anything there. I mean, parental no caution, show, parent, kind of yeah, thing. parental too, to an extent. And, um, you know, as I got older and I was able to actually go to concerts and like, you know, have a car myself. Right. And, I mean, your own ass there. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, I was putting my own ass in the seat, but mom doesn't have to drive you to the city. Yeah. And then <laughs> my mom never did it anyway. somewhere. <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just, as I, I don't know. Can you repeat your question just so I make sure I'm answering it fully? No, no, that's fine. I'm just kind of like curious, like what it was that that kind of got you to this point. Like what about music drew you in? And then how did that kind of draw a path to you? Like getting to this point of setting up live shows mm, okay. and, and why gotcha. is this okay. something that, that ended up being the appealing part as opposed to maybe trying to play in a band or maybe okay. doing okay. sound for shows okay. or, or something like that. Okay. Like what okay. made you I get gotcha. into promoting as opposed um, to anything else? In I music? guess it was really hard for me to be in a band. Like okay. I was saying earlier, like I live in a small town, you know, there's not a whole, I mean, you don't see any rock or metal shows come through where I'm from necessarily. <laughs> Understanding. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean? So, and it was really hard to find other people if they, you know, the same passion. I mean, I've met other rock and metal heads necessarily, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was always the, we were always on the exact same degree, you know, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> still making weird faces. Yeah, oh, I'm going to be for a little while. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and like I said, when I was like 13 or 14, it was like, I remember calling places and trying to want to set up shows or hitting up friends. I wanted to be a part of a band and it was a, and as I grew up, because I was kind of sheltered in a way and I wanted to pursue that, I was also very shy about being in a band. Very shy it's about it. It's a very, very weird thing to do as right. a shy person. It's, right. Because you're putting and, yourself and especially very since publicly I, out like, there. I mean, like, <laughs> I can scream, but, like, I haven't really shown as many people as I'd like. I mean, I've done it live. I mean, mm-hmm. I even did it at that show. Right. Yeah. At the garage <laughs> show. Exactly. You know, exactly. So, I mean, I have done it, but as it's it's grown on me over time. And where I'm at, I've been able to just be like, I can still support the scene and mm-hmm. I still enjoy what I do, even if I can't necessarily get on stage as much as I would like or to that extent, you know, it's, I'm still continuing. So not to say it negatively, but it's sort of out of necessity. Like maybe the other paths weren't all exactly yeah, yeah, uh, reachable, whereas this one was much it more It was achievable. definitely more of an... You could do this on your own. You didn't need a bunch of other people. I could do this on my own without like right. five other people, you know, or, you know, however many people were right. me in the band that... You know, and even if they were, they wouldn't necessarily have the same passion as me. They might not have as much. You know, you don't necessarily have to see eye to eye when you're necessarily with a bunch of people because it's a group effort as mm-hmm. an art. You know, obviously, but um, it's also tough though too. I mean, speaking from experience, that I feel like in some ways that's what drove us apart is just 
you know, we all were starting to get our own well, ideas of well, what we right, wanted to do, too, I think. Your own ideas and then so. your own lives. I mean, there's just a lot more to it as a band, whereas, like, myself, where it was hard, I could still do what I love. Right. But bring it into a whole nother ball game. And you're more in control of it. Right. Whereas... Instead of where I'm just a voice out of how many. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Where in this aspect, I can be the voice, you know, where I make that final decision, whether I think it's good or bad. You know, not that I've always been the best, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm making a decision, you know, so, and, um, it's really nice that I've, like I said, I've had the help and support that I've had, you know, cause that helps me drive with what I've been doing. And, uh, I guess that's the quick of it. I mean, even, <laughs> even if it was out of necessity, I feel, I feel like it's a great direction. Um, and I, and you seem I, to fall I into it too. really fucking naturally, man. Like, I mean, I didn't talk you up earlier for no fucking reason. I feel like it's something you're really fucking good at. I, I, you made me more comfortable than any other venue had made me for sure. By a, by a long shot. Even the first time we met you at just like a garage show, it wasn't like, you know, some, some actual venue or a bar show or anything like that. It was even just a garage show. And you still like, you made it so you were just so forthcoming and you were so willing to just be like, Hey, I'm just here to help out make sure everything make goes everybody's well. Everybody's happy. Exactly. Uh, everybody's happy. You're That's the big thing, whether it's a very, friend or very somebody earnest in the band. about it. I liked it. it. It just, it stands out a lot to me that you really fucking cared. And it just, I was just kind of curious as to what got you to that point. And well, it's interesting because it, you got to realize you're dealing with people's lives. You got to deal like you're, you, some you know, passions. you're dealing with people. Yeah. Passions and dreams. You know, even whether your dream is to play in front of 10,000 people or your dream is to just go up and lose yourself and on the stage for a song, you know, um, that's what matters to me. And whether that draws in 10,000 people or if it draws in five, it doesn't really matter to me because as long as you're happy, I'm happy. That means you whether your you're job. a fan. Yeah. Because if you're happy as an artist, that means your fans, uh, your fans are happy as well. Whether it was one fan that showed up or three hundred, you For know sure. what I mean? No, I definitely because get if it. you're happy, you can tell that they're going to be happy. And if you, by the end of the show, whether you it was exhausting, you were sick, and you wanted to puke by the end of it, and you still got off stage and you were still happy about how things generally went, whether you were okay with your performance or not, you could still look at your fans as they look up at you. Hopefully, you know, I hope with a smile that you did, you know, and continue on and just everybody be happy you know that's the, the God, big that's thing so, cool, man. so um i don't know like i said I, it's not just me and there's a lot more to it and i know i explained some stuff that i'm not gonna necessarily right say on air yeah, it's a little early <laughs> and, yeah, a little, uh, and, a little uh, too early yeah, to maybe we're, be we're two years shit, into but... this and there's there's so many bigger plans and and a lot and i'm actually really excited i know this is you know uh this podcast i don't know you said how many episodes are we in uh, this will be, I think, 47, 46. Rough, roughly, months. anyway. Yeah, give or take. Um, and We're just shy of a year into the podcast now. That, and that's awesome. Weeks. And that's awesome. And weeks. I can tell that you love this. Oh, which it's is, so fun. Uh, <laughs> and I'm having fun. It's no real effort. Let's see. Let's see. It is. I'm, I know we're not necessarily airing quite the same as what it is, but it right, is right. a quarter to three in the afternoon, and we are more than a half bottle land of brandy. <laughs> So <laughs> we are, we're, we're well on our yeah, way. We are doing just least. fine. So uh, thank <laughs> you for listening. No, I'm, just, I'm just glad you're, I'm actually really happy that you came by. 
I was curious as to how this whole thing was going to go because we've never really done a show like this yeah, where this is my first time we so. have somebody in that is a not even from Mankato B has like something that they're doing that they can actually talk about and that I'm I'm really interested in and wanted more information on and it, it was just like the first real legitimate kind of interview show that I, I was a excited to get to but B really nervous to kind of go through with just because I wasn't sure how it was going to play yeah, out you were nervous it was my first fucking podcast ever you <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> I'm just kidding yeah dude it's so easy you're doing just fine no no I'm actually really Talking enjoying into a hunk this of metal so <laughs> uh, I never do metal ah uh, <laughs> uh, yeah that's not true at all fucking lot we've yeah. been talking nothing but about metal this entire yeah, time i don't do yeah <clears throat> yeah dude I, I love this because it's fun and it's easy and i can put it out there and no one can tell me that i'm doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing like i can just i can be myself as much as i want to have whoever the fuck i want to and i don't have to worry about anybody saying you can't do that well right and that's as long as we're not murdering we're... children or something on on live <laughs> internet you know i don't think anyone's gonna really come after me i mean we we touched on some pretty rough pedophile conversation a couple of weeks back a, a couple of months back i guess now but and, and yeah, i was gonna say i don't recall as uncomfortable a conversation it may have been at some points like no one can say that we can't do that so like it's just it's just fun to do because you can just be yourself and if people are enjoying you being yourself well, if you're not I mean, being yourself, it's just fun. You? It's, it's so. just a fun time. You get feedback. It's fun. I, myself, as we've been talking about today, I'm, I'm super into comedy and all that kind yep. of shit. So, yep. like, anytime that someone's enjoying what me and my friends is, th- uh, what me and my friends think is funny, then I'm happy. Like, you think what we say is funny or what we think is funny is funny to you. I'm happy just about that. That's oh, enough to make yeah, me smile. See, here's the thing. I, I work at a school, and if I can make w- one kid smile. Or if I can walk down the, I don't know, it's, whether it's you or anybody smiling, whether it's for my business or whatever, <laughs> still a little rough bigger golf than I had done. Oh, that's okay. Um, you know, it's, if, if, if you can put a smile on whoever, obviously your audience faces or the people you're working with, um, <clears throat> you're having a good day. Exactly. You know, it's with, it's whether it's your girlfriend relationship, your wife relationship, or it's the the kid down the block that has a terrible childhood and you fucking gave him a little toy car <laughs> <laughs> that put a smile on his face <laughs> you're making it you're having a good day right i don't know it's good enough for me <laughs> the gap tooth kid smiled i'm happy yeah. <laughs> hey, hey you guys <laughs> do the trouble shuffle oh, sorry slot like Baby Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> I did that to a lady all the time. Her name was Ruth. Love you, Ruth, if you hear this. <laughs> Baby Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get that reference, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you're only like 13, 14 yeah. right now and in Latvia and you're go one of those 32 listeners. <laughs> so strange thing uh, that we keep hearkening back to is... Uh, on the site that we have our like that I post everything to that the main RSS feed goes to, um, it gives us kind of like geographical setups as to where people are listening to us, and it's primarily, of course, the United States. Some in England because they're a naturally English-speaking place, Weird. and then oddly, the next <laughs> highest one is Latvia. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> the next highest so we place should go is there. fucking Latvia. <laughs> I don't know if it's bots or what the fuck's going on, but somehow we're more popular, technically speaking, in Latvia than we are in Great Britain. Or the so entire we, United so we Kingdom, should go for that there. matter. 
Maybe. Yeah, okay. We could probably jerk off in the streets of Latvia and not even get arrested. Well, there's only one way to find out. Let's go to Latvia. Latvia is so small. We could be celebrities there just by making this podcast. All right, we don't mean to diminish your people. You're you're great. Thanks for listening. You have slanty eyes? Is that part of your culture? Uh, never mind. Don't pretend I didn't ask that. Yeah, just shut up. Because I know that that's not true. <laughs> All right, man. So where the fuck is Latvia? <laughs> exactly. It's uh, exactly. It, I think it's Western European, European, uh, kind of like Poland-ish area. I think it might be a Slavic is language, it, like Russian. The... Okay, I'm not. Even... But I'm not okay. entirely certain. Um, even though I've looked it up in the geography section of our stats page, um, but while you look that up. Uh, since we've reached the hour point, what we usually do by this point is we get to what we call the gentleman's inquiry of the day. Uh, the show is called as such. So we tend to ask a day or a weekly question. A weekly question. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, I guess it is a little farther away from Russia than I had previously anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> it's like central Europe. Actually. Yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't quite where I thought, but <laughs> we still love you. No, that's interesting. Um, I'm going to give it two possible routes that you can take on this one, though. I'm going to say... Gay or bi... No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Definitely <laughs> I'm gay. Just, I'm just kidding. Anyway, continue. Your secondary option will be polyamorous. Oof. Gay or polyamorous? Which <laughs> do you choose? Before oh. we get to the real Jensen, gay or polyamory? Oh, jeez. Oh, gay. gay. Gay? I think i go poly- polyamory. <sighs> I can get it from anywhere I want at that point. And, every- <laughs> and everyone is going to be cool with it that's involved. You hope. Assuming you're in a polyamorous <laughs> relationship with the people in which you're oh, including. Oh, I, I have no... <laughs> I don't even know. All right, fine. Beyond uh, that. Um, uh, poly, You can probably, go one I of guess. two options here. Okay. Uh, a top three concert you would like to see or a top three concert you would like to promote and host. Your Ooh. option. Ooh. If you um, want, feel free to go both because, frankly, there's no time limit on this show as we proved see, that, uh, Friday by recording a three-hour podcast <laughs> on an hour and 40-minute movie. So... <laughs> Hmm. Take your time if need be. Okay, so... Oh, excuse me, I burped. Um, I just dumped liquor down my face and didn't even put it in my mouth. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I got it. <laughs> it's everywhere. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got all distracted. What is the exact question I'm answering again? <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, a three-band list that you would either or both promote as a show or just go to as, like, just a general enjoyer of the show. See, uh, and that is... Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, that's super hard for me because, obviously, I have my favorites as a fan. Right. Um, I and, obviously... And that's why I think they would both be interesting as answers. Right, um, and then I also have my, you know, your... You know, as far as like what I do, there's going to be people that, you know, that put more money in your pocket, you know, I guess, or vice versa. And I'm just going to say uh, who I am as a fan. Cause... Uh, yeah, because I feel like there's a difference between like what you would personally want to like be I mean, a fan I mean, and watching. There's and, like, and, like the what biggest you would... bands ever that you can throw together and you could make whatever. But I guess the difference to me comes from like what you personally want to see as a three band setup. Versus what mm. you would love to put together and what you think people would fucking die to see these three bands together. <sighs> like, th- I guess that's kind of where I'm leaning at. Like, that, what three bands is, do you think people you made would that really hard die overseeing in one show together? <laughs> or what three bands would you die overseeing in one show together? I, mm, I think that, that's a more accurate way of okay. saying what I mean. Okay. 
Well, let's first start with three bands. All right. <laughs> that, that's part of both of them, so three that's a great bands. place to start. Um, It's weird, because lately, I've, for, I've literally, like, the last, like, half a year, probably even more than that, I've been really a huge fan of the Agony scene. Never listened to them ever. Really? Honestly, uh, I think uh, part of this whole music thing is that you listen to much heavier music than I tend to. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a little lighter than I may seem oh, sometimes. Funny. So it, it, it's uh, whatever. <laughs> I like it all. It's just, so I just, uh, just as a reference, I may uh, not know all the bands. you No, list. that's fine. It's whatever. That's how you, that's hey, how fucking I... look them up. You assholes. Yeah, if you right? want to know, just yeah. look them up. Yeah. Pete. Jesus. <laughs> I will. Yeah. You better. No, this is my show. Uh, okay. Don't I'm, tell me what I have. To do. This is yelling, my show. Quit yelling at me. <laughs> no, um, but uh, no, I've been listening yeah. to a lot of the agony scene. And let's go, and, opener, uh, feature, main act. You just made that way too hard. <laughs> I, I want you. To, I want you to do them in order. In order. Ugh. Unless, of course, agony scene falls in the middle, in which case you've already said it. So that's uh, that, no, that's just way too hard because I like a lot of bands. And oh a, and, no, and a very, sir, and a very open basis We've asked, of metal. I feel much more difficult questions on this show before. So believe me, you're getting yeah. off reasonably easy. Oh, I'm getting off. I hope. Yeah. I really hope. <laughs> I've got a vial waiting. I'm saving the sample. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, you should I'll see the samples everybody. in my freezer. <laughs> you might I was have in to, your freezer. I you, didn't see <laughs> You might go in the acoustic tray if you're lucky. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Keep a little better hidden, right, in the more general public. Never uh, know. You need that to spice up a drink. Oh, baby. Um, I, oh, man. But anyway, three a bands. Come icicle. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Nothing like a rumming coke with a little sperm added yeah. to it to keep it cool. Oh my God, we're done. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but um, my first top three bands. I don't know. That's too hard. Lately, I've been really listening to like Phineas. We're going the personal, Agony I assume. Scene. Then, right? I, we'll go that your personal way show. First. Yes. Um. Uh, the Agony scene. Um, I've seen Phineas before, and they fucking put on a crazy good show. Um, and Ferb? No. No Ferb involved? <laughs> right. It's funny, because when I saw them live, somebody asked him, what happened to Ferb? And uh, he goes... <laughs> oh, I'm not original uh, at all. And, uh, such the, a hack. The, the answer was apparently, Ferb is in rehab. That's um, logical. It, apparently. Based on what happened to Blue's Clues, but, uh, I don't it, see why it's Ferb funny. would be any different. Uh, it's funny, though, because uh, Phineas is actually a Christian metal band. Is it? Yeah, it is. Much um, like Creed used to be. And then you find out Scott Stapp was doing all sorts of drugs. Yeah, well, that, that wouldn't necessarily surprise me. But uh, We're the arms wide open. Oh, let it happen. Let it go. Under all this old light. <laughs> Welcome to this place. to show you everything. everything. We're, We're the arms wide open. open. Oh, goodness. Oh, <laughs> God damn it, Scott Stapp. You're the man. <laughs> That's happened on the show way too many times. I'll have you yeah, know. No, that's fine. I had a buddy that uh, <laughs> saw him in in concert. In wouldn't have to have been at the state fair like a year and a half ago. No, two it, years it was ago. a while ago. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely been. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, a, oh, you left oh, off at Phineas. Yes, Phineas. Um, amazing guys, a Christian metal band. Um, really hit at the heartstrings more than I mean, crazy good talent, all around. Um. Got poster signed. Super heavy metal kind of shit, or what are we talking about for music here? I'm sorry? Let's describe both the bands. Like, what kind of music are we talking about? Oh, <sighs> uh, well, definitely fucking metal. Um, we're talking pig squeals. We're talking, like, no, guttural screams. Um, uh, we're talking melodic, where they kind of shift between singing and screaming. Uh, Phineas is definitely more between the two. That's um, my favorite shit. Honestly, uh, that's where I... That's my, that's my comfort zone. Between singing... 
dude, if you got to pee, <laughs> we can fucking pause and pee. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's fucking <laughs> take a quick break. We'll be right back, folks. It'll be like nothing ever even happened. Whoop. God, I fucking did it again. It's like nothing happened, though, folks. Even though I almost fucked up my goddamn mic stand. <laughs> he peed. I did. It's amazing. It felt great. There's at least five minutes that you just missed, and it almost feels like, what, 0.5 seconds? Your goddamn minds are blown. I can tell you the world over, especially you. My wiener's Lat- blown. In Latvia. <laughs> His wiener is exploded. It, it, My uh, mouth has skills beyond what you can even <laughs> fucking fathom, folks. So, yes, it's blown and True story. exploded. True story. Hey, have you seen uh, The Hills Have Eyes? I have. Original? The or first remake. Oh, I'm guessing it's the remake because it's the one that... Um, I'm guessing it's the remake quality will tell everything so if it looks like a quality film then it'll be like the 2000 yeah oh, it's probably the remake so good it's one oh. of my all-time favorite no horror the way flicks, they did dude. that was fantastic how is it that every one of my favorite horror flicks has a rape scene in it it's kind of a bummer isn't it? i i yeah it is a bummer i'm actually <laughs> really sorry i spit on your grave the hills yeah. have eyes well, we're just selling... i haven't seen that in fucking fucking 10 years either what the hills have eyes yeah even, oh, so good um um I guess I'll include them in the same uh, House of a Thousand Corpses slash Devil's Rejects since they're like you know same same yeah. family they're they're one and two so it's you know whatever yep uh, I fucking love those movies but you know naturally they have some rape scenes in them um, seven that gets a little rough with the one sodomy scene when he's it's not necessarily a rape scene but like seven no. Oh, the movie Seven? Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, Is that like the Seven Deadly Sins? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's got uh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt are the main two um, detective gentlemen. Gotcha. It's and been then, forever since I've seen that one, too. You're, you're hitting on some old ones for me. Dude. <laughs> fucking love film. No, I, I <laughs> do, too. That's half the reason we do this 8 millimeter. No, that's shit. okay. It's been a long time since I've actually seen some of these films you speak of. Uh, why can't I think of the guy's name? Oh, my God. He's one of my favorite actors of all goddamn time, and I can't think of his what name. What else is he playing? House of Cards is his most recent thing mm, with the Netflix yeah, that series. I don't know. Um, but otherwise, K-Pax is another big thing. He's in The Usual suspect, Suspects. He plays Kaiser Soze, if you will, but also uh, uh, Verbal Kint. Um, oh, my God. I'm totally at a loss right now. I'm so I don't bu- have fucking cable. Uh, I have um, Netflix. American Beauty. Yeah, that's another good movie that he's in. Oh, my God. My movies yeah. are in semi-alphabetical order. Tell me American <laughs> Beauty is at the beginning. It sure enough is. I have no... Yeah, okay. He's reaching... He's touching. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey is what I've been told. Kevin fucking Spacey. Kevin. Goddamn champ. <laughs> he plays the, uh, the the bad guy, if you will, in the in seven. Dude, so fucking yeah. good. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. This one it's gentleman that's got this weird like uh, kind of dominatrix dominance. Uh, whatever kind of fetish thing going on where he's, he's talking got this, about himself. Uh, yes, definitely. That's me. not true. I have no idea. Honestly, it's a badass outfit. I don't know if I'd ever try to fuck someone with a blade for a cock, but if I were to ever have that, it would be a great Halloween costume. Count me I in, will I go guess. ahead and say that. Um, but yeah, it seems that at least three of my top five movies have odd rape scenes. Because I know that, uh, well, Fight Club doesn't have a rape scene. No. Some kind of weird sex scenes, but they're not rapey by any stretch. Oh, no. Um, I wouldn't even know what to pick for my last one be too hard it's so hard to come up with the top five because i bet if i, I sat and thought i'm sure i'd knock at least one or two of those out but those are some of my instant favorite fucking movies of all time yeah, oh. butterfly effect is like a really that's close actually a really good one too uh fifth one for me because that's one of my f- ashton kutcher blew that fucking role away yeah i don't give a shit no, if you he think he's a good. bad actor he as kelso good. or 
as whatever his name is and do where's my car or whatever shitty fucking <laughs> role he played. That's a good fucking Dude, movie. Dude, sweet. No, yeah. <laughs> Which granted, I love that movie too, to yeah. be fair. But <laughs> Dude, that he, he crushed that role. I never saw uh, Jobs when he played Steve Jobs. Oh, I never saw um, that. I heard it was pretty good, but from other sources, I heard it was atrocious. So, you know, whatever. I, I think I know what movie you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. Right? I think it's just um, called Jobs. I think they okay, just called okay. it Jobs. Well, then I'm not sure. I think we might be talking about, thinking of a different one. But I'm not entirely sure. But uh, It was on Netflix for a long time. But honestly, Butterfly Effect, uh, he kills it. it is, oh, a, it's a, a great one. fucking story. He plays that dramatic character way better than I ever thought he would. Because up to that point, I only knew him as Kelso and the guy from Dude, Where's My Car? So... Yeah. <laughs> I was blowing the goddamn uh, steam off my goddamn topper yeah. when I saw him doing an actual drama role that fucking well. He killed it. Killed it. Killed it. But, again, I don't know if I could say that it's like, that's my official top five because I yeah. love so goddamn many movies. Yeah. I don't mean to make make a step back. Uh, I know you were asking me a question before we came yeah, back to this little threes. thing. Yeah, top threes. <laughs> no, feel free. No, it's okay. We get distracted on the show a yeah, lot. So I know, if anyone's I'm, bringing it yeah, back to what is actually track, good. No, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's a good thing, sir. Uh, I'm probably like six drinks in now. I don't even know. That's okay. Doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Um, you're asking yeah. about my, my top Again, three content. favorite bands. I know I was saying in a certain order. I know. It's really hard. Um, but I would you, say... You had uh, uh, a starter and a, head, or in a, in a middle. <sighs> See, and that's the, it's a little hard because they're not always necessarily always along the, the same genre necessarily. Um, something or at least always and, completely. Yeah, there's something seen in Phineas. Yeah, the agony scene. Agony scene. Phineas and it's really hard. I'd have to say either like once nothing or conducting from the grave. The hard part about doing a show like picking three bands is you also don't want it to be like a weird jarring switch. Well, I mean that not, that I'm not so worried about. Everybody's really? their, their own person. I have a hard time with that. If I'm seeing a concert and like any of the three bands don't fit with the other two bands. Oh, okay. Like I if see two of them are very much one style and one band is very much another. Yeah. That fucking throws yeah, the whole sometimes show Sometimes that for can me. be pretty ridiculous that, depending that on where me. the, um, for instance, one time I saw this band emergent. If you've ever heard of them, I've, I have, I, I um, they were the opener and then star set was the middle and trivium was the closer. Okay. Star set did not fit that fucking bill. Really? At all. I guess I don't I mean I don't know that's the only band I really don't know of who they you said this so I can't really say. They have like electronic side to them. They don't really have a heavy side almost at all, which is what made them so fucking weird for this show. And as far as instrumentally speaking, A, the main singer had two separate microphones he was singing in, which I thought was weird and kind really? of pretentious, but, you know, artistic, whatever, it's your thing. Right. Um, but then secondarily, he had, like, this touchpad screen that he was controlling, like, modulations and that kind of stuff on his okay. voice. So, like, they'd be playing stuff, and then he'd be, like, dragging stuff to the center, and then he'd fucking flick it off to the side. So and it's he'd a lot more. The there's a lot a more bit. going on. It was just, like, it was a weird... It felt it like they an, belonged more at a tool show than they did at any sort of metal concert. Okay, th- I don't know. I, I guess I don't really know what it necessarily sounded like to you, but it almost sounds like he needed the technology to portray his talent. Is that what No, that, and I wouldn't say no, they were bad. No. I wouldn't say they were bad. No, okay. They okay. Just, I, I just, not, I just the way you say that makes me no, think that. No, I'm not trying to say so, they were no. a bad band by well, any No, no, stretch. I don't necessarily I was just really bummed that. out by like how they fit with how the other two bands were. Okay. Emergent okay. style and Trivium style in contrast to Star Set style was so fucking I guess I don't weird. Know Star Set, so I can't necessarily, yeah, and I can't that say That does make it uh, kind of, kind of goofy. Do you know Trivium? Yeah, I know who Trivium okay, is. Okay, so you know Trivium style. 
So, or at least roughly anyway. I guess a, a close way to try and get the point across would be maybe like a Linkin Park type feel, but they don't even have like the edge that Linkin Park has. Okay. I guess it'd be the best way I could explain it because they have that electronic side, but there's a guitarist. They're all wearing like space suits on stage and oh, shit yeah. <laughs> with like backlit masks over their face. And, and it's this whole performance. Okay, so there's thing. more than, okay. It's, yeah, it's I, a whole stage when I don't, show. When I haven't like, heard them, it, yeah, it definitely doesn't It's help. definitely a whole stage show. And again, they're not bad a by A lot of stage stretch. presence. Definitely, they were not bad see, on stage. Just they good. did not fit the show. It was just like, what just, the fuck? Are you? Just like, musically, they didn't necessarily fit. It's not this stark, but if I were to say that if you had Coheed and Cambria open the show, and then you had, oh God, I'm trying to think of like a, an accurate one, but I can't really. <laughs> uh, I might have to switch it. Never mind. Fuck it. Yeah, it's really it's not okay. worth the effort. It's really not worth it. It's just they were just too weird. It just for didn't how quite fit was. with the yeah. the flow. It of... wasn't a good flow. Yeah. It was okay for three bands. It wasn't the best filler or the middle. To make it here's that a transition. Good way, here's a good way of describing how I was let down. I, in a show, I expect the first band I've probably never heard of, but I want them to be decent. You know, I expect them to fit the general bill of what, because uh, I typically know the feature in the in the main act of any show I go to. Right. So I want them to fit whatever I expect of those other two acts, and I expect sort of this progression of okay, they were good. I don't really know them. And then these guys are awesome, and they put on a, a slightly better stage show because they've you know probably just got more time in the industry. You, you expect the I show to, to ramp get better up. as it goes on. I want on. to ramp up precisely, right. but yeah, I guess what case, you're saying. It was like Emergent put on this great show, and it was high energy. And then Starset had this kind of weird dip where it wasn't like the same high energy music, where they still had good stage presence. They did exactly what they should do for what their style of music is, but they it was a slowdown. It was mm. like it was up and then it was down and so they wanted you yeah. to come back up for okay. the main performance. I, 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 I get what like, you're saying. If anything, I I don't really start know, slow and build up. It was just it was a wanted, weird, awkward thing to happen. Right. You wanted to start slow and like as at least the time progresses, like it continue to continue to sound correctly. Correct. And not necessarily better, but fucking something that's gonna tear you into ass. Maybe build an intensity is my expectation. Okay. That that makes sense. I want to build an intensity. Right. You and want, they interrupted that entirely. Right. You feel like you went from, oh, yeah, to, ah, to, yeah. I guess I, it was like the I said, middle. I guess I don't like, know the band, you know, so. it's, it's hard to explain. It really is. But I don't know. It was just, it was a real fucking bummer. It was, all right. Let me try to do this. I, if I were to say it was like going from, Something semi-heavy. So let's maybe start at Trivium on this on this one. Okay. So where they have a good combination of metal. Uh, let's go more modern Trivium. So where, where it's like they have the metal edge, but they also have a lot of clean vocals with some mixed okay. in slight I'm not screams. The, the, the hugest fan of Trivium, so I guess I can't necessarily fully right. be on that board. But I get what you're saying. Cause I their can say their I lower end is like... I haven't a, heard Trivium. Metallica. So. Okay. Their lower end, like where they're being a little more melodic, is a lot like tri- a lot like Metallica melody. Okay. And then they get uh, fairly heavy in some songs, oh, more yeah. on the Slipknot. Like I said, end. I know a little bit of Trivium, so, but I don't so know. So that's kind of so where Trivium is. Them, so. And then imagine we go from Trivium to something much slower like um, Muse. And then <laughs> we're like, they have guitars, they have energy, they have cool music, but it's also got this kind of slower, mystical, progressive sort of vibe to it. And then you try to jump up to Slipknot. <laughs> 
like it's slightly more uh, extreme than the original option but i feel like as far as like picking main bands it's it's a close representation of what the show was and i was like this is so off-putting like they really brought you down and that's just weird to do when you're expecting a heavy fucking show when you can expecting the show to continue i'm not sure where this spawned from but I feel like I'm making a good point at this point. So well, <laughs> it's okay. I feel like we're making a little bit of, I, I don't Dude, even this show meanders show. when we get drunk. So that, that's okay. Wow. <laughs> we're right on. We're, we're doing perfect then. <laughs> uh, it, it's funny because I, I generally get what you're saying where it's funny. Cause as a promoter, you know, I'm trying to, I try to go from softer. This is why I thought this to, conversation with someone appealed. No, to you. no, 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 so. that's okay. No, I, I, it's, it's interesting because, you know, seeing what you saw and doing things are obviously different, but, um, from where I'm at, I definitely, I try to go from softer to harder, but that's just because that's more where my musical preference is, And not just, not, not just my music, pre- musical preference, but I mean, there's a lot of talent in there. And that's the thing that I feel like a lot of people miss in rock and metal. Mm-hmm. You know, you see rock, sure. you see rock and metal bands, you see people sweep that can just fucking kill it. That would put people that they think, oh, this guy's a good guitarist to fucking shame. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I saw a really cool meme just about this exact topic the other day. It was uh, a two-cell meme where the top one was about this metalhead just shredding. like, And it kind of explained how he had progressing rhythms and changing tempos and grueling solos and so on and so forth. And the next cell was like simple three-chord harmony pop song and that's the hit and somehow the other one is like no one's ever heard of it yeah this is dog it, shit. it's I don't undershadowed get it. undershadowed yeah, really is, it's exactly what you're saying like, somehow uh, like the garbage is what seems to get through where it doesn't it, and, I don't, and, and, that, and that's funny right that, term, and, and that's like, funny that you say garbage not necessarily because it's, it's not right it's uh, that's kind of an interesting one because today especially in the rock and metal scene is definitely i don't want to say at a fragile point but it's definitely at an interesting point. Interesting. At least, I, at least I feel that it's an, an interesting point. I at least to where that's that. where where it's at. You know, I mean, you even just look at the past month. How many old school rock and rock artists have died? And spanning a, a pretty wide uh, appreciation of what rock even is. So we've got right. from Bowie right. to like we were saying, uh, Ace of Spades singer. Kill, I just saw uh, somebody else. I can't even remember who I saw. Not that I was a huge fan of that band per se, mm-hmm. but just like <clears throat> that era of music is dying when I, I I don't know. It's really hard. That that era of music in a way is really taking a hit. I feel like what you, yeah you, we are at a it's definitely point. taking a hit. I f- where I feel like it's hard to almost f- fill what was there. Would you say that I don't uh, know the surge of Guitar Hero when it came out was almost like an attempt at bringing rock and roll and metal back in to I mean, the, the well, main eye? Because like in the eighties and and even nineties, rock and metal were really what everybody had on the tip of their tongue. And as like the late to uh, the mid to late nineties wore on, that's when it started to kind of shift towards this more pop scene. Like it started to shift completely away from the rock. It's when Metallica fell apart, all that. Because I mean, every good band from the eighties and seventies fell apart in the nineties and, and started to fade yeah. into pop. And I feel like so, we're oh, that kind of hits an interesting, an interesting point to where I feel like we're at in like the like the hard music, not necessarily just rock or metal, but just like it's a in the harder tough spot music right and now, interesting. I would say. And the only reason I feel that is like 
we're we're seeing a part in music where a lot of legends are dying, and it's in, funny in a, is in because a time where legends didn't exist before these people. Kind of, yeah. I mean, really, the, in, in, the in people a way, that are dying were sixties and seventies yeah, guys. Yes that, and no, that were in a way, but yeah, huge. definitely. And it, and it's and funny. with the proliferation of the internet, everybody knows who and, these and, fucking people. And the thing is, is yeah, and and everyone. the internet has dumbed down. And at the same time, the internet has also fucking progressed so many artists in a way. And it's just it's changed the music and, industry. Yeah. And it, it really has. Oh, the internet and just music, you know, the way you're able to access it, whether it's digitally or whether you're actually physically like buying a copy. Like, the, obviously, the industry is so much different from the 80s or 90s. Way different. Oh, and the fact that you can reach the world in two, three clicks. That changes the entire entire game. and just even even from where I'm a fr- I'm a fresh business and company in the music business mm-hmm. for the most part you right know? um and, <laughs> tough industry and, these days yeah, they and, enter. and 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 that's what it kind of seems or at least the way I feel about it mm-hmm. from hearing people that have been in it you know I've worked I mean um the guy that I I work with at Club Underground Josh. Um, Cavanis, I, I love the guy to death. I mean, he used to fucking travel with the Beatles and cook, wow, yeah, and 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 cook with and stuff like that, and like food and just like just be there for him, you know. And uh, just seeing from where that era has been, you know, I mean, obviously it's a different era. I mean, oh, there, I mean, there's much. no fucking question about it. I mean, obviously what I'm about to say and certain things, I mean, don't even fucking compare. I mean, that's obviously a whole nother thing, and that's a whole nother ball game you know i guess in per se mm-hmm. and yeah yeah um it's just interesting because the new companies or even the companies that have been there are still at least in my my visions feel that um it's it's still a fragile thing companies but the, as far as like do you mean like uh like production companies or, or record labels or what well i mean record labels too but it's more just in a general, it's like who's gonna. I don't. I don't want to say like who's gonna necessarily take those bands' place. Necessarily, I don't want to say that. Who's gonna fill the power void of like those ancient people missing? Yeah, Is that what you're? Yes, yes and, and no. no. I mean, yeah. I, I yes and no. Kind of where you're I mean, going with it, but not necessarily I mean, like, in those words. I mean, when you when you hear of this era, I mean, you hear Thirty Seconds of Summer, fucking Justin Bieber, like this era, and that's not necessarily where everyone's heart is. No. And that doesn't mean that you know they're that they're. I mean, I guess I don't really care what you think or not necessarily of what you do or Justin Bieber. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan. It sucks dick in my opinion, yeah. but if it fucking yeah. <laughs> brings emotion out in you, good for you, man. Like, Amen to that. That's, that's really that's where it's at. I mean, it really, that's what it brings us down. I think it's what shit, moves, at least you what, enjoy it. What moves you. Exactly. And to the point where I see in the rock and metal scene, what moves you makes a real big difference. Mm. And um, where I really feel like where it is in the music scene now is it really makes a difference. And I know it's different where we are because I'm a fresh company in the Midwest. The Midwest and, is I, a weird place and, <laughs> and, and, for you, music. And you hit that right <laughs> on the spot. You really hit that, excuse me, on the right on the spot because if you go to the East Coast, the West Coast, or up-and-coming bands, it's a little different. We're where almost I feel, halfway even between. I mean, you start to hit Ohio on one side, you know, or you I hit, mean, like, you have, maybe I mean, the other have, side of Idaho the other way. Right. I mean, obviously, like, your bigger cities are obviously going to be hit with, like, new and upcoming bands, but it's those bands that really stick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and you'll never have, you know, uh, some of those bands from, like, the 80s and 90s, you'll never have quite bands like that. You'll have bands that, that'll make you think of that. 
but not necessarily bands that really, I mean, that really stick out my mind that are going to be relevant for the next 20, 30 years. You know, that is an interesting point. Like you think of bands like the Eagles or the Grateful Dead or Ozzy, for instance, I mean, you don't even have to go go, like with Black Sabbath and everything. Black Sabbath just played the other day. Yeah. Here in May or not man, in in Minneapolis, St. Paul, whatever, which one it was. Yeah. Just big city in general. there's a lot of bands. I mean, I've seen bands from that. I've seen Pink Floyd. I've seen ZZ Top. I've seen Poison. I've seen Skid Row. I've seen Motley Crue. Like, those bands still draw a huge fucking crowd. Motley uh, Crue more canceled than... their last tour twice to do it again because people were still coming out to fucking see them in droves. They were selling out see, their and final the, and tour that's over thing and over I, again. It's so funny. why not? It's funny but that you kind of Can say you that. picture anyone today proliferating in that fucking way? Can you it, picture any of today's bands and, and that's interesting like because that? bands today I don't feel like have that kind of I, I mean I do when I don't and that's kind of the funny thing. Can you name any that you think would fall into that? Not that really really come to mind. I mean the only thing that really comes to mind is more like the older bands that still have that right now. Right. I, you the know, closest and, I can come would be saying maybe Rob Zombie or Avenged Sevenfold. Well, I think those are two and, of the and that, biggest and rock bands of today that could maybe live on for the next 20 to 30 years and, and, in everybody's tongue. And I don't necessarily think that you're wrong in that, you know, because those bands have obviously been, I don't, ingrained and kind of, I don't want to say our childhood, mm-hmm. but they're not very not, culturally significant for the right, last They're not decade. necessarily going away. Yeah. They're not by going any away. stretch. And they're still putting out music that's. Zombie's doing music and movies. Right. And he's still doing stuff that's, I'm still intrigued. I would still go see, go to the movie theater. I would still go maybe buy his CD. Oh my God. 31 when it comes out. I can't fucking wait to see that movie. I'm going to shit myself. That's Zombie's next film that's coming out. It's called 31. Really? It's about a sadistic group of killer clowns, essentially. I mean, and putting it as small a nutshell as possible, that's basically how the next one's going to play out. And it's supposed to be fucking brutal. Like, it went to the MPAA at least four times to get raided. (laughs) And they kept getting NC-17 and having to cut shit out because it was too brutal, too sexy, too awkward. Like, they they just couldn't get it to pass with what they considered the public to be acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it should be a good flick. Like, oh, it, of course. <laughs> but for him to be doing that and with the, the, the success See, the thing of the is, Devil's is I'm glad that he keeps pushing the envelope. It's very and, rare you see that in this style of music, especially in today. Yeah, and the thing is, is like those like Rob Zombie and certain people that bring it and keep pushing it, pushing for sure. And keep he just me, released see, a new album too. Sure. And the thing is, is like, like me ago. as a young business. You know why would not why would I not get behind generally what he's doing? Exactly. You know why what you For know sure. not, I'm not even just saying just to push what I do. Just you know he's he's doing a good job of it. It's not that 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 he's just doing it. Right. You know he's he's doing a good job of it. He makes you know as far as like the horror movie stuff. Mm-hmm. He makes you jump in your seat. He makes you. He makes horror like nobody else does today. Right. I he, mean, am I wrong? It's funny because I did a uh, Alfred Hitchcock uh, <laughs> uh, project in school. I went to a. I did go starkly to, different eras of horror. Well, definitely. But what, which is funny is I did a. Uh, I went to a, a charter school. I didn't go to an. As did I for the one year I went. Did you so, one yeah. year? Okay, yeah. I went for my my whole high school career, and uh, it's interesting that you say that because even just uh, what I've seen and what he's done in certain things that. Uh, 
and where my experience has been with what I've done musically, I feel that he's definitely been on the right point. As uh, far as I don't entirely understand what um, that he's not necessarily he's not I mean he's taking risks but he's taking good risks definitely he, 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 definitely you know I mean like, yeah for uh for where we are in like in the rock and metal scene of where things hurt and where things are very overlooked and where th- people look at you know like what I do as like you know, I don't want to necessarily say satanic or, you know, or things like that, or where people look or where it's just very shunned. They have a tainted view of it for sure. I mean, okay, that's a good way to put it. You know, it's very, the style of music has a very tainted uh, sort of appearance. It's, it's it. view. And and the funny thing is, is that things not, like Columbine bring real negative attention <laughs> to this style And that's music, funny because you know? it's not, <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up because in the end, we are who we, we, what we make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those gentlemen obviously did not make the right choice. Right. Right. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> let's be real. Okay. Let's be real. Yes, Columbine brings some negative attention to things like Marilyn Manson and games like GTA and whatever, but how is that any different Doom. than when Eminem first got famous and kids were going off on Eminem music? How is that any fucking different? And that's funny because I'm... It, it doesn't mean the music's the problem. It means the kid that attached to that fucking music had crazy ideas of his own and <laughs> latched onto that as re- and, and some sort of reality instead of being a, some sort of artistic expression. And that's and that's really funny. It's so hard Because to take... where I grew up and <sighs> how sheltered I was in certain things, like I, I just needed to, I feel like, break out. I, I, I don't know if that's the best way to express keep, that. Keep going, but, and, I'll, and I'll see if, um, if I feel like you've made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, I grew up very sheltered, and even like just going into the Eminem stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely well, hit that stage myself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just where I felt like his words hit home, because mm-hmm. they do, you know, when you actually get into the deepness of it, and... We're at the same part where a lot of it, you know, is obviously bullshit and whatever. Right. You know, a lot of it's to to an extent, and and, and, yeah, just kind of poking fun at stuff. Like, well, right. But to some degree, the angst sets into any teenager. Like, what he's saying, I, 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 if I'm understanding where you're going with this, is very, very hard pressed. Right. If you're a teenager, you're very hard pressed not to take those words as being like, I feel the very same way. And whatever genre you're really in. There's always going to be a part of that genre that is shunned, and, but grabs your attention in that very but same way. Exactly, and like I mean, even just keeping it right, real, and simple with the Eminem thing. Obviously, you know, he was uh, the trailer park kid that had the the problems and that the druggy mom, yeah, and the whatever, fucking whatever wife else. That it doesn't even met. matter. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even matter. The, you mean yeah, I can't problems. even say that even where I'm at, like, you know, I can't necessarily say I grew up rich i didn't you know most of I, us I, didn't yeah I, I most I, of us especially yeah. in the midwest didn't. oh yeah i mean I, <laughs> I, I haven't even owned an ipod in my life <laughs> yeah surprisingly i've never even owned an ipod the in one, my life the ones i have were stolen so <laughs> <laughs> my situation's not really any better than yours i had a russian friend that was a really good yeah. uh pickpocket so it, it, it is what it is all i'm trying to say is like <laughs> <laughs> oh man and like it doesn't matter like if you're fucking if you have two thousand dollars in your pocket and you have a dollar in your pocket i mean you make do and uh whether that is living in a trailer park or you feel like your music is better than somebody else's or if it's not or you know i guess i mean i mean when it comes down to the gritty details i mean obviously the truth tells all 
um, regardless of whatever. And I just got to say that uh, it's been wonderful. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how that connects to everything, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really like how it wrapped right up because it really yeah. went into a positive note <laughs> at the been, end. We've been drinking for. Uh, I was Probably watching. About five, six I've been hours wondering now. how you were gonna spin that back into everything. I was wondering what kind of train path so you were going I. on there. So but. did I. <laughs> All right. So, to to maybe retract things a little bit. Um, okay, go ahead. You left off with a headliner remaining for your ideal well, top three. We are three. so far off topic. It's and ridiculous. That's <laughs> eh, fine. Again, I know, this is I pretty know. typical of uh, any sort of podcast where we've been drinking on, at least. So that would be uh, weird. It's not that big of a deal. So. Um, so if you have a headliner, spit it out. Otherwise, let's I can't move, even spit one we out. could even move on to start with what you would like to set up is like your favorite. Like if I, if I could set up a top three band show for me of what I think other people would love to see, what would that show consist of? And maybe during the process of explaining that you'll come up with what you think would be your personal headliner, at least to finish off that. Initial and that's thing. super hard. As far as my own headliner, because I feel like those are very hard. different arenas. I mean, it is. It's funny. As far as to, my own personal headline, you think but a that's lot what of nitpicks at love. your heart more than you know. And what necessarily Nick picks at my heart doesn't necessarily Nick pick at your heart. But that's also a, what would make a great per, uh, a great promoter is putting together immaculate shows. Like, well, we like having try. the prediction of thinking, oh, they if this band played with this band and these guys opened for those guys. That would be fucking mind blowing, right? <laughs> and I, I'm curious to see as like you know having been only two years in. I mean, of course you're still pretty new to the industry, but I'm I'm curious to see at this stage in your life like, like what that would look like is like any a metal show, a death metal show, a heavy metal show, any sort of metal show, a rock show. I mean, we could include Charvel and fucking Tool or Chevelle. You know, even lighter. Did I say Charvel? Yeah, yeah, you did. did. <laughs> that's I mean, okay. That's my guitar. I, I got Chevelle. what you're saying. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> Chevelle and yeah. Tool and like even like lighter stuff like that, like Ten Years right. and, and, and so on and so forth. I mean, I'm just I'm just curious, like what it doesn't have to be like. <gasps> metal like it could be rah, like, rah, rah, i'm just rah, curious rah, rah, like rah. if you could put any fucking show together in the rock scene spanning from rock all the way down to metal what that would look like to you see and that's funny superstars and... dead bands like go as deep as you need to go i just i'm i'm really curious to see like because i've never put together a show so i feel like having done it a few times you might have an idea of like maybe how bands would mesh together better than somebody who's never done it before might have an idea or like would this band maybe have some sort of issue with playing as the feature act of this band like that may be something that somebody else would maybe never think of that you would be like oh well that's really important actually because that you know, that's going to determine how the sh- whole show goes. If the middle thinks they should be playing right. the headline spot, are they going to play it as good as they should? Are they sure. going to respect what they <laughs> think the headliner is? And, and, and that kind of, I mean, just, I don't know. I, I don't know if you think of that sort of stuff when you're coming up with this sort of thing. I'm just trying to throw out what I was like. I wonder what he would come up with based on all these kind of different variables and stuff it, as it, I spill on myself with my drink. It, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anything. Um, <laughs> oh, I did. And I wasn't even looking I, at it. Yeah, I wasn't either, and I still saw it. <laughs> no, um, it's it's interesting because when you um, pour bands together, you know whether you think they'll fit or not, or they'll fit best, fit best or not. Um, 
I mean, obviously, you still wish the best. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would obviously <laughs> make sense, right? That yeah, means exactly. Make the most money. <laughs> well, whether mar- money is a part of it or not, you know, oh, you still enough. wish, you know, the, you don't want the, it to go poorly. Well, well, correct. I mean, you obviously want people, or you know, people or things to, to flow. And you know, as far as like my favorite bands, it's it's hard. I mean. As time goes on, my favorite bands today are not going to be my favorite bands five years from now. I mean, excuse me. I mean, obviously, I have my favorite bands and bands that will always be a part of my heart. Mm -hmm. But I can't. I can understand that. Being Uh, five years out of high school, I think of what my favorite bands were five or or, or graduating and where I am now. Completely different. Oh, 100%. So much different. I mean, I have the death bat on my shoulders for a reason because they were my favorite at that time. And they haven't necessarily drifted as being one of my favorite bands of all time, but there's other bands that I listen to ahead of them a lot of times now. You know, that that changes really quickly. While you may still appreciate those bands, a top five can change really fast. And that's the part about the top five is it's like, I know I've said some bands before, like Once Nothing was a band that really hit it and pulled at the heartstrings fucking what maybe 10 years ago now i don't even know i couldn't even tell yeah, you i have no yeah, idea yeah, who yeah, you're yeah. Even talking and that's okay about. and what's funny is uh once nothing is actually coming out with another album or ah. uh, okay I, I shouldn't say another album but at least coming back together at least and, put together uh, an ep maybe something and, I, together I, I, tour. and it's, <laughs> it's really fresh you know even on my end yeah and uh i'm super excited super excited they it's like mudvane talking about getting back together recently kind of you know? kind of like, yeah it's been a long time so yeah, they've yes done everything no. as far as mudvane goes so. it's, it's, i mean obviously i mean um once nothing plays definitely a blue collar metal not yeah. sure what that means that, 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 like that, a, that's okay they like play, a lamb of god style uh, metal where they're kind like of, kind of down of, to earth kind, kind of, of um, <laughs> what's interesting is they're they play more of like a, a blue collar metal at least that's what they say it's called that's interesting but, but, but they're from pennsylvania sort of if i remember metal. correct <laughs> and they're still not even from blue the south metal. <laughs> and um but they fucking kill it <laughs> and yeah i love um metal. i love it yeah <laughs> and uh their fucking song i mean i could sing almost that home album scream that whole album to you it just definitely hits at that heartstrings but uh there's uh i mean obviously music continues and mm. we'll see where that goes and i'm really excited that uh i even hear that they're getting back together or at <laughs> least pers- you know pursuing something yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll see where that all leads off, but that is definitely one where I'm excited. So all of that said, does that lead you to any thoughts as to what you would choose as like your ultimate show you could put together? That would definitely be on there. They would be? It would. Um, I remember seeing them at Sunshine in Wilmer. Wow. Um, yeah, Sunshine. They're, they're, they're another Christian metal They're one of the dumbest towns in Mankato. <laughs> in, in Minnesota, rather. I saw yeah. a, a top 144 list of dumbest towns in Minnesota. Yeah. Smartest to dumbest, yeah, and it was it's kind of funny to to see. That that's funny. <laughs> Based on like how many high school dropouts there were, oh, and really? then like the graduation <laughs> percentage and the college degree percentage, oh. and they averaged those all together to create like the list of the dumbest towns in in Man or in Minnesota, not Man. Okay, I got it. That's, that's funny. Place. It starts with an M. I get it. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, did you fart? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, but um, no, I, once I nothing even themselves. Said, excuse me, then. Get out <laughs> that's of here. fine. <laughs> um but um no i was really excited to hear that they were coming back that's cool so our singer jeremy just had that uh experience recently with a have you ever heard of glass jaw yes wow that's surprising because i had never heard of them before ever in my life really but they're going on to i'm not even sure i feel like it's actually pretty soon that the tour uh comes up our way but uh they are touring as the opening act to coheed and cambria 
currently okay. uh, doing new material for the first time in like almost a decade or something like that. Oh, really? Whatever. So getting back into it for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, they're, they're kind of getting back into the swing of things from what well, it is. Yeah, I've, I've heard of them. But and even after we broke up and everything and we were still having like sourpuss times where I was like, dude, I know you love these guys more than any other fucking band in the world. You need to see this fucking show. <laughs> so like I can kind of see where you're coming from with that. I've never had like a band that's disbanded. Uh, that I've been like, oh my god, I need to see them. I've never had right. that experience where they like they've come back after fucking off. But right, I can only imagine like if if you missed that experience, how devastating. Like you just managed to not hear it, and it's totally possible. Like if oh, you think definitely. if you think one of your favorite bands isn't playing shows anymore, why would you be looking for them to play shows? Right, and you managed to not hear about it, and they played. I would oh, shit myself what? out of anger. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be the most aggressive, liquidy diarrhea ever. There would be no edges to any of the shit that I <laughs> shat out in that fucking experience. It would all be full liquid or, at minimum, very thin putty. You got to pee again? <laughs> oh, shit. All right. That's fine. We're, we've reached a good point where we could probably wrap this shit up anyway. That's fine by me. Do you have a quick three that you could rattle off? <sighs> That's hard. Like I said, just as like a the, shot in the dark. Like I know the agony scene I've been listening to for months. Phineas. That's still part of your setup though. Cause that's the personal show see, we talked see, about. And yes and the, no. Cause I could see the setup being very similar. If you're, if you're organizing okay a show with any of those bands playing, whether they were, I could see that being the case, honestly, whether they were relevant or not. Oh, hundred percent. I, I mean? expect those to be completely but, different. But that's answers. more of my deal. You know, it's one of those things where I'm more of a fan, but the thing is, is like with the agony scene, they're unfucking relenting, you know. Well, regardless of whether Phineas is more what? of a cur- the uh, their uh, music in general. What I mean is like they're. I mean, they're definitely a you know like the agony scene. They fucking keep, you know, piling through. You know what I mean? When you listen to the agony scene, mm-hmm. you don't just. I mean, you obviously hear the agony scene and what they sound like, but the agony scene fucking pounds. You know, and it's unfucking relenting. They have this unrelenting sense you, you, they of just don't, fucking you know, constant They don't just like go and, and like. Well, I mean, they obviously have the screaming, but like what I mean is like when it comes to like the core stuff, it. When it breaks down, it's unfucking relenting. It doesn't just come to a breakdown. It comes to a breakdown and then fucking still fucking just kills your fucking asshole. Okay. You know, so what it's I mean? constantly aggressive and doesn't Con- really yes. have like constantly a, a aggressive good slow where, down where it where, cools out for right, a second to give right, you a calming sensation right. and then maybe bring right. you back. Well, into I mean, it has that, intensity. but at the same time, they always are constantly like, you know, um, you know, the they'll fucking kill you with a song and then instead of like breaking it down, they'll fucking continue with another fucking just work your asshole thing you know and the same thing with like phineas there's so much talent there and with like once nothing you know that's just more like the style is more it's fucking killer so right that's the you know it's just a constant easy of just it. killer fucking force <laughs> no matter what how you look at which it, so. frankly i think if that's going to be an opening band that's a great feature to have yeah. like i mean to get a show started you want sheer aggression Yes. You want them to get fucking pumped. You'd be like, oh, oh, this is how the show's going to yeah. be. Oh, okay. Oh, so we're <laughs> okay. all going to go home with new assholes. <laughs> and busted up eyes and bleeding yeah. faces. <laughs> and I might have a slight concussion. This should be right. a good time. And that doesn't even matter if it's a Christian band or, or, you know, or not. And based on what I said earlier, it's not to say that you can't like slow down a little bit during the second act. Right. But to completely switch gears seems weird. And completely star sets very much a switching of gears. So that, that's why I had that whole beef there. But like, if you went from something like that, but there's still like the next sets, a similar style, they just don't quite have the constant relentless 
thing. Right. You know, like they're, they're a similar style just without that relenting. Right. You know, whatever. Um, that make a lot of sense. Right. Do you have a possible spot for that feature? <sighs> yes and no. <laughs> what are your thoughts? What What is the yes? Because uh, well, obviously guess the as far no as is that like, band uh. themselves. I'd have to listen to more. But um, it, I'm I know I could find a place. You know, it's the feature act's one of the harder ones actually, in my opinion, to bill. I think it's easier to pick an opening act and a headliner act, whereas somebody oh. to keep the fucking show going without like gaining momentum and making the headliner seem like maybe a little weaker than expected. Right. Or well, and that's very true. Or that, slowing that the show down too much. Like, I mean, obviously you got to hit a niche. And the, that's the thing was with like with Cerberus Fest. I mean, obviously I know who I kind of want to end. Obviously I know who I want to kind of begin to set what you're saying as like the perfect show. This is the kickoff to this fucking show. Well, right. But that doesn't mean that that's always how it's going to work. For sure. You know, who can and can't do the show. And so, I mean, no matter how much I may want this band to play, it doesn't necessarily mean that's always going to happen. And that doesn't mean I can't always book that band, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that's the way it's going to happen. How would that factor into, uh, you know, kind of picking this top three lineup? Like what kind of three? Well, if you've got still the agony scene as your opener in the scenario, as like your personal like booking top three show, not just like your personal seeing top three show. How would that kind of play into what you would choose in, as the next band? it would make a big difference obviously because i mean obviously there's always like your local bands and bands that have obviously like had more time in it um i mean as far as like the agony scene phineas and like the bands i just rattled off they're gonna they're, be are they they're gonna be national? a little bit bigger i wouldn't i mean agony scene is probably a little more national phineas is a little newer but they're obviously more of a national band um okay. once nothing kind of took a break and they're coming back into more of the national act Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're not they're not a bad band to put there mm-hmm. you know they're not as a middle scene you're saying you know, as, even as in the metal scene they're right? not even necessarily a bad band to put there okay um it's just um how it works out for them I guess you know mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it kind of boils down to each individual person you know if I'm not happy and you are that doesn't mean that we're always going to get the best material mm-hmm. you know so you got to make sure that everybody's happy and that's where it boils Do you know down who to you for the as band. A headliner? And that almost is too hard because if you don't I like know the all middle, those bands. It's curious I like to see all those bands. <laughs> I like all those bands, and those are obviously bigger bands and more local bands. But um, I, I don't know. It's too hard. <laughs> that that I mean, I like all the bands. I, mean, I can't say that I, I wouldn't I can't want one song to over pick the an other. Answer because like that is that is a really tough shot. I mean. You couldn't pick a, a headliner even, and that's, again, understandable for just, like, the personal show. And right. that is so hard to pick. It really right. is because I myself would have a hard time with that. Right. That's that's a tough question. We've asked a lot of questions that are along those lines where it's just like, God, that's, there's so many options available. Yeah, there. well, so there's always like, more to it than just, oh, yeah, I'll play it. You know, there's hours of yes and no and, you know, all sorts of stuff. It's so. impossible. It's fucking impossible. But hey, we're just shy of two hours. I think this is probably a solid point to wrap it up, actually. This is you know, right on par for like one of the more longer uh, Gents Inc. shows, actually. Normally, the two-hour <laughs> shows don't reach until uh, any of the eight mils. So. so we've actually done a pretty good time here. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the first two-hour shows we did was like two, three weeks ago. So we, I'd say we killed it. But anyway, re-fucking-guardless. Let's wrap this goddamn ship. You got any? Fucking. You, you want to refresh any dates real quick before we go? I mean, uh, I'm just like, I mean, hey, I, I have like June 10th. Or, I know. mean, I think the 13th and 20th. I don't know. I have to look at that date. I mean, 
There's Cerberus Fest. That's June 18th. There's fucking other even dates. I mean, as long as you really pay attention, it'll be there. Got a Facebook page you want to pump at least? Uh, Cerberus Entertainment on Facebook there. I mean, Easy I'm more, enough. Yeah, simple enough. I mean, obviously, we have a... Uh, uh, we want to expand. Out of Hutchinson, Minnesota. Hutchinson, Minnesota. So if you find one that's uh, either or Hollywood Andrew or... Genocide Johnson. Or fucking Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, there's other services. If, it, if it's Hollywood <laughs> or Florida, just disregard... Or England, for that matter. Disregard that England, shit. England, there's one in Florida. <laughs> You know, We're looking of, for fucking Minnesota here. Yes. And if you find that fucking page, you'll find everything that Andrew's got going on. Yeah. This, this motherfucker is the real shit. Well, God damn it. You. Go over to his page and like it. And just, if you ever get up to Minnesota, thing, just check out a show. Yeah. Same thing over to this gentleman's inquiry. I was asking this motherfucker, well, like, do you, do you want to drink fancy there, like gentlemen or do you want to gutter punk it? <laughs> we totally gentlemen this fucking we thing. We gentlemen this. We went yeah, brandy. We, totally did. we had brandy and the whole okay, thing. Okay, we did 100% there, so. gentlemen if if you 100%ed it, <laughs> brandy you should kind of drink on its own. Well, Maybe on the rocks bit. with some water at best, but <laughs> we, we mixed it a little bit. Cream soda, though, is an amazing fucking mixer. Oh, it makes that fucking so, BSOP brandy. Fuck you if you're judging, <laughs> God damn it. This is the end of this particular episode no! of Gentleman's Inquiry. My name is Petey. Over here we've got Andrew fucking Johnson. Jesus Christ of Cerberus Entertainment. God damn it, that's And it. we have this gentleman over here at... Uh, we're just us. Uh, Gentleman's Inquiry. Don't fucking listen to him. Gentleman's Inquiry. Places. I'll repeat this all and like, I don't know. As soon as this cuts, I'll start back up. So talk to you in a few minutes. This is us saying goodbye. One, two, three. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, guys, thanks for listening. That's the end of the show. I'm going to be quick about it this week. <coughs> Get a hold of us on Twitter at gents underscore I-N-Q, Facebook.com slash gents inc. That's G-E-N-T-S-I-N-Q, no underscore. Email us at gentlemensinquiry at gmail.com. Uh, like and subscribe on uh, Facebook, all that good shit. We've got, a, you know, like I said, Twitter. Find us there, please. Um, that's probably the most common place we like to talk. Um uh, like I said, iTunes, like, subscribe. Uh, we're also on Stitcher. And find us at gentlemensinquiry.podbean.com as well. That's kind of our home site. Um, again, we are kind of looking into making a real web page soon. So keep an eye out for that. But until then, um, that's where we're at, folks. Uh, find us elsewhere if you can. But this is PD. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Andrew. Um, for the record, that song at the very beginning that I did end up getting of Karma Sutras is called Dead Man. Um, if you just go to their Facebook page, just look them up. Uh, it's really easy. Karma Sutra, two words, K-A-R-M-A-S-U-T-R-A, Sutra. Um, they've got a link out to like uh, their actual website, and it's got their SoundCloud stuff on it, and you can check it all out there. And if you want to buy any of it, uh, they have a link to their reverbination beyond that. So um, check out their stuff. Uh, that's about all I've got. Uh, this is PD saying goodbye, folks. I'm out of here. Plug service.